Let's do it. Ready for show. Uh, welcome, everybody, to episode number 32, Random Draw, a board game podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Mann. Here with me, as always, Dave Hubbard. That is me. Mark Belial. It's your boy. Oh, no. Nope. I hate it. No. no. I hate it. Be oh. consistent, but not with that. Yeah. No, what do I you just, normally I just, say? I normally say, hey, guys. Yeah. Yeah, do that. No, but I wanted to try something different. <laughs> Every week I want to hear something different. <laughs> All right, that'll be the new bit. But not, but not that. But never it's your boy. <laughs> I hated it. Oh, it was a very visceral reaction. Yeah, it was terrible, right? I think that I had more reaction in my facial expression than my actual vocal expression. But it was still a decent yeah, vocal. Like pullback. your your whole face, Dave, scrunched up like you just sniffed ammonia salts. I wanted, it I was wanted like, to, oh, oh. I wanted to hear like an audible gasp, like. <gasps> <laughs> like you're so offended by it. Oh, All right, so uh, we'll go with something different next week. Tune in not, next week for my new I, my new intro for you. Can I tune weeks. out? <laughs> yeah. Do I have to tune in? We should put in the show notes like sorry about Mark. We, yeah. Dan, that seems like Dan work. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> true. That, I don't know why I keep saying we. Hey, if this is your first episode, that's the first time that's ever happened. Oh, yeah, well, that's Mark. <laughs> sorry about uh, So the, if this is your first episode, yeah. uh welcome. We are board game podcast. We talk about Board games almost exclusively, and a lot of mocking of certain people on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> You're both looking directly at me. What, like, what's up with that? I'm still reeling from <laughs> the earlier encounter. That's very fair. <laughs> you I'm give sorry. a lot of ammunition, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so shocked. Uh, so every week what we do is we play a bunch of board games, because that's what we like to do anyway. That is unrelated to the podcast. Like, we, we were be doing, doing that, that before. Anyway. Yeah, we were doing we that, that before. We did that for years before this podcast was a thing so we're gonna talk about three games and then after those three games we're gonna do a topic is what we call it just a topic that we talk about but we smash it together because we're lazy although i describe it every week yeah which <laughs> makes it much longer than it needs to be i know but i just want people to not think i'm an idiot <laughs> i want people to think you're just messing up your words yeah <laughs> like i'm slurring like maybe he's having a stroke yeah i might cut out your description <laughs> No power. No power. Uh, <laughs> I can't do anything about that. I love the segregation of workflow that we have. Yeah. It's so good. After the show's over, Dave edits it, and I just get what I get, yeah. and then I put it out there. You upload I what hope I, for the best. Yeah. You will upload whatever I send you. Yeah, what am I going to do? Not What am I going to listen to it first? No, thank you. I lived it. Uh, so tonight's topic, we're going to talk about economic games. Mark says economic I say economic. And I don't know what's right. I don't either, but I'm not going to change. I wonder if it's yeah. like gray with an E or gray with an A and that they're both right. Are they both right? Yes. Possibly. They are both technically correct spellings of the word yeah, gray. Like I one it. is... I agree with you yeah. that it's dumb, but <laughs> it is guys, also correct. Have you guys seen that meme <laughs> of like the MMA fighters fighting each other? They're labeled people that say data and people that say data. Oh. And like you're not sure which one's which. No, <laughs> it's, it's data because that's his name. Stop, Dave. It's the data because that's what goes over the computer. Yeah. <laughs> data daddy. Data daddy. So the first game that we played this week is a game called Rome, spelled R-O-A-M. Oh, so not R-O-E? No, more like moving and looking about. That's Rowan? Are you talking about the city? Yeah, not like the city. R-O-M-E. Yeah, I know. Do you? Do you, though? Dave, cut that, please. No. Absolutely not. That's gold. I didn't know what you were going for. Yeah. 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 Yo, so not the Roman city. 
Nope. <laughs> it's okay. Mm-mm. In Mark's defense here, I made Dan's list and I spelled it R-O-M-E. He spelled it wrong. But yeah. I mean, that's that's a common mistake. Not R-O-E-M. That's ridiculous. That's <laughs> some Mark nonsense. <laughs> but like, if you don't know, I only know because I own it and I looked at it, but you're both dumb. So. <laughs> So, uh, Rome is a smaller footprint game, and it's from the guy, the folks that made Above and Below, East and West. No, no, yeah, I'm, no I'm not gonna let you stomp on my stomp on my. Yeah, nose. that's no more way. work. Now, now, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm but slow, I do. I'm gonna let you drown right there. But, but, <laughs> but I think it is important to mention that it it's the same guy from Above and Below because he he not only creates games but he's also the artist. Mm. So it's that art. Yes. So yeah, the it, art's really cool. I love it. the art. So in this game. This is like a area control set collection kind of game. Yeah, it's very simple though. Super easy to play. Mm-hmm. So everybody starts the game with a certain color and your color is based off of what three starting characters you have. And everybody has the same starting characters, just different art. Yeah. So in this game, on the backs of these cards, there is like a landscape and it has nine, six or so, maybe more, 12 spots. Dave's Isn't counting. it four by three? Sure. 12 then. 12. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's four by good. three. Good. I really <laughs> we're doing good. I so the only reason I remember that is because most of this game on every one of your individual cards, they have like almost like tetra piece Tetris piece looking things, mm-hmm. like different designs on them. And that's how you're doing your area control. Like that's you're, what you're, tiles you're putting exactly. in. Exactly. Like you're tapping your card and then you're putting these little round tokens on it in the shape of the thing. And so constantly oh, I was having Magic a, the Gathering. I know, I know. Magic <laughs> the Gathering reference. I'm glad we didn't let that go. <laughs> You're tapping your swamps. <laughs> um, I feel like I spent a decent portion of the game trying to count like sideways yeah. and up to see how I would fit different characters' right. designs on there. So. so so, the point of the game is whoever gets 10 characters first signals the end of the game, and then you count up victory points. Each card mm-hmm. has victory points on it. So when you're, like Dave was saying, when you pick one of your characters, let's say it has an L. Mm-hmm. And so you can place your pieces on an L and they can overlap onto different cards. But as soon as a card is filled, whoever has the most tokens on that card gets that card. So you pull the card back, flip it over and on that side's a character with a new pattern on it. And then the, the card gets replaced out and you just keep going. And it's really simple. That's pretty much all the rules. Unless yeah. there's a tie. Unless there's a tie, then it's like bananas. Yeah. Then there's bidding. Yeah. So Which we're pro bidding. We, we are, but not bidding. this. Yeah. Not, I don't like this style. This, of bidding. this style of bidding works for this game, but it's not my favorite. So if there is a tie, let's say all of us three here have four. How many? Four yeah. tiles. Four, four tiles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, math. Get out of here. Speak <laughs> <laughs> economic games later to come. <laughs> so let's say we all have four tokens on a card. Then we have to bid. So you bid with coins and you get there's coins on each card. And if you cover it up with token, you just take that many coins. Whoever played last starts the bidding. So I could say I bid one coin and then Mark will say I bid two coins or two three coins. coins or whatever, however like, many. And yeah. then it goes to Dave. And then whoever stops the bidding with the most wins. I like blind bidding, but this yeah, is... Yeah, but I prefer blind bidding because it's more fun. Yeah. But this makes sense because you're guaranteeing that, like, you can always bid up by one. Right. And if yeah. you are smart, which I am not, but if you are smart, you could <laughs> see someone else's money and you could be like, oh, I could play here because I know I can outbid them yeah. based on how bidding works. But I never did that because that takes yeah. more thought than I'm willing <laughs> yeah, to put into I did not win it. this game. <laughs> yeah, I, Mark actually won this yeah, game. Yeah, I was shocked. So. Hey-o. Beginner's luck. I, sure. I got all them characters. Yeah. Yeah, Mark got 10 characters. So that's the way the game kind of goes. Like if you get the most characters, normally you score the most points because characters are worth victory points. Some, mm-hmm. some are worth more, some are worth less. Well, and what's neat is every character also has a new power you can do. And by power, I mean like a new design mm-hmm. to let you put right. out. 
character right. tokens on the board. So getting new characters is also neat because you can now have new designs to go ahead and right. do. And there's yeah, some of those were real nightmares. Like I had one that yeah. was like, all right, so you, you've got a square and then I'm like, it's up two. And yeah. there's another square and then it's down one, but like three over to the right. It's so crazy. And it's like, okay, how on earth am I going to play this card on this board right mm-hmm. now? And there's also some of the cards have blank spots on them that are basically outlines of a tile and those are optional so if you pay two coins you can play that spot also mm-hmm. but i mean they're so wild that it's kind of hard to pay attention to. although i will say one of the nice things was the only real restriction from playing all these things is that you can't go off the board with anything yeah. because if you cover over someone else's you can't cover it you just don't get to play right. one of your tokens right. there so it's not like you're going this has to fit somewhere or i can't use this card it's just well, if I use this card, I'm only going to be able to place three of the five tokens this card would allow me to place. Right. And then the other thing that I thought was interesting, so the board sits in the middle of everyone, and you can't reorient your cards. Like, no, whatever they uh... are to you is what they are. So Mark's going to play the L card different than I'm going to play the Mm -hmm. L card because Mm -hmm. he's sitting to the left of the board. And I thought that was kind of a cool thing. Yeah, that was very Uh, cool. It just keeps things a little, I mean, not that I was going to plan on how to block someone or something, (laughs) but I I guess you could. Yeah, sure. Because I was immediately thinking, okay, if I rotate the L to be like this, then yeah. like, and then mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, no I rotating. tried to rotate like the first yeah. turn because I, I didn't slap know. his hand. Yeah, it, it was, was very terrible. Funny. And no. then I was like, it was weird because he ran in the kitchen, got a wooden spoon, uh-huh. ran back to the table the and smacked my hand. Learn. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, just tap him? But no. he didn't so smack him. I wasn't wearing sandals. I couldn't take those off and hit him with them. <laughs> well, the problem was you didn't smack my hand fast enough, so I'd already forgotten what I did. Yeah. So That's I didn't okay. learn. That's I didn't okay. Learn. I didn't forget. <laughs> I never forget. Yeah. Yeah. It's very dangerous. But so. it, it's a cool little game. I, I actually really enjoy it. It's yeah, easy it's to very play. tidy. It's very, mm-hmm. and it plays pretty quick. Yeah, and, it really did. And it's easy to teach. So you could play it with new people and, and an additional thing you could play with these like relic tiles that you can buy which are pretty neat they're cool they don't they're not game breaking they're worth victory points and then but they just give you like an additional ability like you get to untap one of your guys or you get to move Mm -hmm. someone else's tile one spot or play one of the blanks for free instead of paying two coins it's nothing it's nothing crazy but it adds a little something to the Mm -hmm. game a little little extra flavor there to the stew that is rome roman (laughs) stew which isn't to say stew that comes from rome but R-O-A-M. What would be in Roman stew? Oh, you mean like the city-state Rome? Yeah, not the board game. Uh, Some weird like shellfish that they dredge out of the ocean. <laughs> and a lot of olives. <laughs> a lot of olives. <laughs> a lot of olives. <laughs> a lot of olives. Some olive oil. Grapes. Uh, uh, a sandal. And a bit of backstabbing. Yeah. <laughs> a nice little touch of backstabbing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And ears of corn. Did you have to lend to people? I don't get that. I don't get it either. No? No? No, no lend me your ears reference? Oh, oh you're doing it that. Too, it's too mm. deep. Yeah, I get that. It was yeah. too subtle. <laughs> it was, it uh, was uh, too subtle? You know, you forgot your target audience here, You know Dave. what? That's fair. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to you be can't... fair to Dave, though, <laughs> yeah, you and you. I are not his target audience. <laughs> That's very true. So. Yeah, yeah. You're talking to bricks over here, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> you hear the way I started the show? <laughs> I'm sure maybe some people would really like that joke. Mark and I, not as much. But... Yeah, there's a professor in Tweed somewhere that's like, <laughs> <laughs> Good show, old boy. Yeah. He has I, elbow patches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh. love the idea of some professor sitting in front of a fireplace with like a philosophy book <laughs> oh and a pipe listening to this like, like nonsense slowly, podcast. Slowly cleaning his pipe. <laughs> and then you say, you make that reference and he's like, Good show. Good show. <laughs> I don't even the extent of the laugh I get. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like Rorus laughter you know for what? a tweed professor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, uh, I, I like that. Uh, Mark, why don't you tell me a little more about this game? Rome, published in 2019 by Red Raven oh, Games. Uh, what's that? I was just saying it's new. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is fairly it's newer new. than I thought yeah. it was. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, Red Raven Games, who also published Above and Below. There it is. And Near and Far. There it is. There's another one. Designed by... <laughs> Good job, Dan. <laughs> design and art by Ryan Lukat, L-A-U-K-A-T. Yeah. Above and Below and Near and Far. Yep. He did it all, man. Did it all, man. Good. One man show. All one good man games, army. Though. All good games. If you haven't played them, you should play them. I don't think I've played Above and Below. Above I've... and Below is the first one. Yeah. And then I hear Near and Far is good, too. They're all good. What about North and South? I don't know. Did I make that one up? I, yeah, I think so. I, I think so. <laughs> if it's not on Mark's list. Well, I bet it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm trying to think of, like, what Whenever other, he comes out with it, it's going to be really like, good. Like, what other contradictory <laughs> oh, terms Islebound do? Oh, Islebound is one he Islebound? Made. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm disappointed. He had a real theme there. Guess. If he comes out with a game called North and West or whatever it is you said, <laughs> then uh, do you think we could uh, claim some royalties because we scooped the story? <laughs> I think he'll just claim our own incompetence and yeah. I'll be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very that's true. fair. Excellent defense. <laughs> I agree with it. I Your would... Honor, I'd like to submit into evidence <laughs> episode 31. Yeah, 30 and <laughs> 29 and also 28. Like, yeah. All right, you got us. We don't really need 36 hours of us being idiots. Yeah, like, please. I live with me. <laughs> Joke's on them. That court case gives us a lot of downloads. Yeah. <laughs> Three dummies with a podcast. Yeah, all right. <laughs> on their way into more downloads from the legal system let's uh <laughs> yep let's uh rate rome so the way we do our rating system is one to ten but we don't use the number seven because seven is kind of a cop out it forces us to pick is this a really good game or is this more of an average game so we break out seven because seven can be kind of a cop out right mark everything's a seven no wait no we're not using seven. everything's a seven <laughs> for cowards Table if you're a coward if you're a coward you can rate things to seven very so strong what are you words. saying i'm saying that that we do use it? No, we don't use seven. Okay, because we're met not me. cowards. I've met me, and I'm definitely in that category, though. So, <laughs> so I guess I give this game a seven, guys. Yeah, yeah sevens we, all around. We baby. are intellectually fierce boys at this <laughs> table. Who is? I don't know. Not me. If no. I was asked to describe myself, intellectually fierce is never the term I would have. Neither come one up of with. those words. <laughs> yeah, no way. So yeah. let's rate Rome 1 to 10, not using 7. Mark, how many uh, city-states of Rome would you give Rome the game? <laughs> That's <laughs> confusing, terrible. Right? It's, it's very confusing. confusing. But I, I like would, it. <laughs> I would give Rome the game. Yeah, the game. 6 out of 10 city-states. Not mm. using 7. Not using 7. Because why would you use 7? Seven? 7's for cowards. Unlike Rome, <laughs> which is actually fun. Uh, this game is kind of perfect for like beginner board gamers. Yeah, very much uh, so. It's very approachable. Very. I wish that there was maybe just a little bit more like strategy to the... Like area control yeah. yeah i just need a little something more the art's a lot of fun though love the art i do mm. like the fact that whenever you flip over and reveal the new character like it's a total surprise to everybody know. at the table yeah. and then they, they every character you flip over has some like lunacy quote yeah, like, a little, <laughs> it's like, a little, like a little bio just it's flavor like, crazy because it was like it's it was describing what they were doing at the time i that bet you flipped them over i bet this game has some sort of backstory that i don't know mm. yeah but, i assume we're roaming around and kidnapping these people and yeah. forcing them to put more of our influence in the world. Oh my gosh, we're like Shanghaiing these people. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Dang. I don't recall them saying they'd come with us. Yeah, it's true. we are There's impressing. No them. In fact, if we argued over who gets them, we paid for yeah. them. Oh man, I maybe I'm against this game maybe now that I, I think like about it. In that case, I give it an eight. <laughs> I'm going to start. That's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to contribute a little more to this podcast. I'm going to start coming in with the backstories. To Ooh, these a little bit of flavor. I like it. I like it. I'm going to try. I love I'll forget by next week. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Dave, how many Rome city states would you give Rome the board game <laughs> out of 10 not using seven? Uh, this game is a perfect five to me. This well, game is 100% average. I do not mean that as a knock. It works in every way. 
if I did not play it again, that's fine. I think there are some just shorter, simple games that I would prefer over Rome if I was going to play them. Oh, yeah. But name there is one. <laughs> a virulence. <laughs> fine. <laughs> In your All right. All right. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with it. Like, it's not broken anyway. It works. I did have a good time playing it. I just think that it's a little too simplistic and I, it wouldn't be top of my list to play. Well, you gave it five. So Yeah. I gave it an average score. Daniel, how many Rome <laughs> city states would you give Rome the board game? not using 10 well thank you oh, no, daniel not, i also won't be using 10 but <laughs> also not using seven uh, i'm gonna give it a six as well i actually like this game and again it's very easy to teach and and um getting new people into playing board games these these types of games always help because this introduces some some things you may not have seen before area control mm. and, and things like that uh, i'm gonna give it a six it is a, a fun game and it's cheap which is always nice so you can pick it up for for on the low low especially if you like above and below and isle bound and mm-hmm. near and far yeah if you're a, a locket head lock it lock it lock it well there's an a in Keep there saying. and here's the deal i'm from oklahoma okay maybe it's lack but you say economics economics i say economics i say economics <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I give me some economics. Of, give hey. me some of that economics. Hey, you got some of them econo- economic games? <laughs> the, oh boy! So that is uh, Rome. What was the company? Red, Red Raven Games. Red Raven Games. That's a cool name. Cool logo, by the way. Okay. Yeah, this, it is a cool logo. So here's the deal. Tell all me about, three tell me about the logo. All on this three podcast. logos uh, were fun all of three, today's games. Of today's games, all, all three, three had great logos game logos. Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing I say though. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. I don't uh, know. You I'm know what? I'll put it, it on uh, our Instagram. I'll oh, take some. Nice. I'll put it on okay. the Instagram, but not until this podcast comes out. <laughs> uh, the next game we played, Taverns of Tiefenthal. Taverns of Tiefenthal. I ran a bar. I actually do know a little bit about this uh, backstory. So we are in the uh, city of Tiefenthal. Okay. Makes sense to me. And this city has a ton. It's known for having all these taverns. We're microbreweries. It's uh, just a bunch of microbreweries. Gotcha. So all We're like the Asheville, North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, the pretty much. Realm. I don't know. I, don't I get made that stouts. <laughs> okay, very nice. <laughs> so in, the, in this game, each person takes control of their own tavern. This rule book is hot garbage. Like, <laughs> it... I hated like yeah. I so everybody's coming over and I'm like okay I'm gonna knock down these rules real quick it's not that big of a rule book so I'm reading through it and it's just it's confusing but once you get playing the game it's very intuitive mm-hmm. it's easy to play it's mm-hmm. easy to understand but just like that rule book man what a doozy <laughs> it was <laughs> a bummer it was complicated looking yeah. Even when you start explaining it, like I felt lost until the first whole round went yeah, by and I so got easy. everything. Let's do a quick lightning round. Okay. Double bucket. Worst 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 rule books that you've ever worst, worst rule books rule that you've books. ever read. Uh, sidereal oh. confluence. That one's pretty gnarly. So garbage. Um whenever we finally get around to reviewing it, I'll talk about the rule book for dungeon pets. Okay, well we're not no. talking about dungeon pets. We'll never talk about that. <laughs> Stay tuned, um, not for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sidereal Confluence, it took like four of us to read. Conan and yeah. was notably pretty Conan, gnarly. So the problem with Conan was it was translated from French, but mm-hmm. not well. Okay. <laughs> not by someone who spoke like, English well. Yeah, so the localization was, just wasn't there. It was kind of confusing, which is weird. Like the game was also okay, but mm-hmm. it, that rule book was trash. Okay. But there yeah. You Thank you. Lightning round. Boom. <laughs> Done. Boom. Boom. Nailed it. Now, so, now that you saw the lightning, time to bring the thunder, Dan. So, oh, all right. <laughs> So much pressure from Mark today. <laughs> so in Taverns of Tiefenthal, this is a, a deck building game with tableau elements, kind of. Yeah. Like you're upgrading your tavern to benefit you in ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. And but m- fair. most of the upgrades simply augment the deck building that you've yeah. done, though. 
Yeah. yeah. I, what I really, really like about this game is so everybody has this modular board as their oh, tablet. Oh, yeah. The it's boards so are cool. great. So they go together in a bunch of different pieces, and it, basically everything can be upgraded and flipped over. And the opposite side has the upgrade. So you just take it off like a puzzle piece, flip mm-hmm. it over, and put it on. So and great. It's so awesome. So everybody starts with the same exact deck. So what you do on your turn, in your deck, your starter deck, you have visitors, you have an extra table, which I guess they just put outside or something. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, I never really thought about that because yeah, you just kind of come to think of it. Yeah. No, it it's like the front porch. Like every morning you set out the front porch table and yeah, chairs. Like we're, oh, and... we're all filled up. Get another table. <laughs> yep. Put it over there. So in your deck, you have visitors to your bar. Mm-hmm. You have patrons, a, a, if you will. Patrons. You have a table, mm-hmm. and then you have a like a wait staff, wait, a waitress, waitress. But yeah, that's uh, like your starter. Mm-hmm. Deck. Yeah. So that's about all you have. So to play this game, what you do is you start flipping over the cards off your deck, mm-hmm. and you have three tables at the top of your bar. And as soon as those tables are filled with patrons, your turn is over. And everyone's doing this at the same time, just flipping cards and placing things where they go. So if you get a wait staff, it goes over there. If you get an extra table, it goes by your tables. But as soon as all your, your tables are filled with patrons, that's it. So you you stop there. This game also has dice drafting. Okay, this game has a lot of elements. It's, yeah, it's, it's a yeah. Lot, the more I think about it, the more stuff it has. Yeah. It's a real Roman soup, Roman oh stew <laughs> of a board game. It's so it's such a I don't even know. Oh. I like it a lot though. Yeah. This game is good. This game is good. I, yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. I like this game we'll, a lot. We'll finish explaining it, yeah. but yeah, so, this game is good. All right. So here's where it's hard to explain out loud without pointing at things. So when you get your cards all set up, that is the end of your turn. Mm-hmm. Now you roll dice. Every one of these cards, like the patrons have numbers on them that correlate with dice. So mm-hmm. it, it's one to six. Yep. So, and all of the spots on your board also have correlations to dice. Yep. Like the brewery has a one and a six. And if you're trying to pay off the monk, then you have to get, get a five. five. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's two spaces that could be any type of dice, but then a bunch of spaces need specific dice. Mm-hmm. So everybody has four white dice that they're going to roll every time. But then if you have weight staff, you get additional dice of your own color that you're going right. to keep. Three, right? Up to, up to three, three max. Up to three. What happens is you'll roll whatever weight staff you have. You roll that dice, and then you put it below your tavern. And then everybody rolls their four white dice, puts it on a coaster, then selects one of the dice, and then passes it to the left. Mm-hmm. And then you just draft until all the dice are done. And so what you're ideally trying to do is match up dice to go with whatever your plan for that round is, whether it's get money or it's get beer. Mm-hmm. The one thing that was very confusing at the beginning but turned out not to be very confusing at all was money and beer are kind of anomalous. Like you don't get tokens to count them. They're just there. So you could say, all right, I got five money this turn, and then you spend it however. I got six beer this turn. You spend it however, and then that's it. You could save some between round to round, Mm -hmm. but not a lot. So that was very confusing because I'm used to having tokens and yeah, counters. And yeah. like I was like, oh, I'm too dumb to just keep numbers in my head. I can't do that. <laughs> but, but it wasn't that bad because you basically did one and then the next one. So like you'd sit there and this this phase you do in turns as right. opposed to the other things that you do simultaneously. You would sit there and go, okay, I have six money this turn because mm-hmm. I managed to pay off these many patrons or whatever. Dollars, they call it. <laughs> yeah, they're called yeah, dollars for some reason. That's like regrettable. So, <laughs> so then you will basically hire more wait staff 
and or buy, buy more table. outside tables. Yeah, or, or upgrade your tavern. So, or bar back. And mm-hmm. there's like certain cards to add to your deck. Yeah. Yes. And when you add something to your deck, it goes to the top of your deck. Which, which is, is nice because so you, you know you're going to pick it immediately Despite next Despite me being surprised by it every <laughs> single time. Like I oh, just put I got it a there. bar back? Oh my gosh, when did I get this table? Like you literally just bought it. Yeah. So then beer is used to buy patrons mm-hmm. that will sit at your patrons. tables. So the, the patrons, some of them have like one shot powers when you first get them. Some of them have more money they give you when they come into your establishment. So those are the two resources. And that's basically what you're doing. You're yeah. using those resources to either upgrade your tavern with staff and or better stuff in your tavern and or buy more patrons that will then frequent your establishment. It, it sounded yeah. so much harder than it, it really actually was. did. And it's because yeah. the rule book was trash. Because I remember at one point I was trying to look stuff up in the rule book it's on like, the side off turn. And it, it, it's so it's frustrating. Cr- it's a crazy mm. designed rule book. And some rule books do this and can accomplish it better. But a lot of it was like walls of text. Yeah. Yes. And, yes. and sometimes that's fine. But sometimes I need pictures because I'm a child. Like, <laughs> right. show me what you're talking I about. I order my food based on pictures yeah. at a restaurant. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> Dave, can you read? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. So it's, 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 just a, it's a safe place. You can be honest. Look, I just stare at wave files. I can, <laughs> I can read that. No so, words there. Like no words, Mark. <laughs> Uh, so that's a that's a round essentially, and then you play this over eight rounds. You go eight rounds, and then whoever has the most victory points at the end of the game wins. Every card you upgrade, uh, not your base cards, but every card you upgrade is worth victory points, mm-hmm. and every th- item you flip over gets you a royals card. Or uh, uh, they're not royals, but that's yeah. what we call them the whole time. Nobles. 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 Uh, get you a noble card. Every noble card's worth ten victory points at the end. So it behooves of you to upgrade your bar because mm-hmm. you're getting these nobles. Yeah. It sounds so weird, but it was so yeah. Fun. I was shocked by how much I liked that game. And I love deck builders. And this was almost a mixture between a deck builder and then a tiny bit of an engine builder. But this is a deck builder. But also dice drafting. And it it has a ton of elements Mm -hmm. where if you're making... Uh, food, you don't just throw everything you have in it, but that's kind of what this game was. They just <laughs> yeah. throw everything in it, and you're like, wow, it all works. Well, and sometimes we you'll have... We should do it all. <laughs> well, <laughs> you'll see all. a game that tried that. Uh, actually, Rattle Battle is a great example of yeah. a game where they tried to throw a lot of ideas, and neat ideas, into a game and see how it worked, and it did not work. Whereas in this game, ton of ideas, all of it flawless. One of my favorite things about the, the fact that it's dice drafting instead of rolling your own dice is luck mitigation. Mm-hmm. So not only are there lots of ways to mitigate your own dice, dishwashers, dishwashers. you get dishwashers mm-hmm. and add one pip to whatever yeah, dice you up roll. or yeah. down. Yeah. No, just, no up. just up. Oh, that's right. Just, just up. up. So yeah, dishwashers. Dishwashers turns undefeated. out MVP. Super undefeated. I, and at first I was like, well, that's kind of dumb. Just one pip up. It's, you will use that all the time. It's crazy <laughs> how useful yeah. it is. It's yeah. crazy because you like one pip sounds like nothing. Mm-hmm. But you're just like, uh, now you can use 20% of the dice. Yeah. yeah. Also, side note, pip is actually the term for the little dot on oh, a dot. I know If it. you didn't yep. know that. Yeah. It's, it's also the name for rank insignia on Star Trek. They went ahead and, and managed to get all these awesome things into it. one game. I was going to say it was so the well. name of the character from Great Expectations. Um, oh, yeah, no, you're right. It is. I don't care for that. Hello, You've come into some great expectations, you have. <laughs> what a weird so, podcast. <laughs> it's very weird. It's a, it's a weird episode tonight. We also played with the expansion. Yeah. So the one of them. A, a module. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's so stinking smart. Is like how modular this whole game is. Yeah. So because it's puzzle pieces. So the the base quote unquote base game is considered to be module one. 
So they say mm -hmm. once you got module one, you can add in these other modules, and they're all super easy to add on. So the the first one we played was the so schnapps. so we played the game, mm -hmm. and we're like, uh huh, this game's fine. And then we like got halfway through, and we're like, wait a minute, like this might be alright. And yeah. then we like <laughs> we like finished it, and then my wife's like, okay, I'm gonna go pick up food, and we're like, okay let's play it again yeah. and then we played it again and they're like let's add in a module so mm -hmm. we added in schnapps and everything in the game is the same except for you start getting these little schnapps tokens and then entertainers come to your bar and they literally just give you these extra one single power per entertainer mm -hmm. and you get to pick what side it is but it stays whatever and then you pay them in schnapps just like real life yeah just yeah. like real life as a trivia host let me tell you <laughs> yeah. i am paid in schnapps that's the only way i get paid. yeah oh so, man yes. i haven't had schnapps in a while oh man good i'm a peach peach schnapps is my favorite oh, schnapps. Like, oh, oh you're gonna hate this dave my mint my jam like mint my jam oh really you get that hot cocoa you get a little mint schnapps oh, in there trash opinion yeah oh is it green like really green yeah, yeah. it's, oh, it it's fake I've, had, I've had the i've had the clear one too yeah that's good yeah oh, it's, <laughs> it's so not good. though so oh no i mean just good that it's not green yeah yeah, you'd, you'd be there. Mint like, chocolate chips the best thick socks on your feet. You got your like Wait, fake what? fire blazing on the TV. You get your hot cocoa. <laughs> you are an old schnapps. man. <laughs> you recline in your recliner. You, yeah, you in your recliner. recliner. And then you your just golden chill. retriever at your feet. <laughs> you, you know I don't have pure red dogs, Dave. I don't believe I know, I'm so, <laughs> so weird. Yeah, it's just so good with those. <laughs> So in this mm -hmm. dream of yours, you're just sitting in front of a fake fire. Yeah, just hanging out, man. <laughs> I don't Drink, think it's a dream though. I think Mark's done this. Uh, in yeah, this, of course I've done it. In this reality <laughs> yeah. that I'm now seeing for the first time. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh man, what an old man! Do you put an Afghan over your lap? Oh no, Are you Teddy Roosevelt. No, he wears so, a poncho. So it doesn't make do. sense. <laughs> you you get you get the lounge pants. <laughs> I put my sombrero on. <laughs> like what? All right, here's here's my go-to. Okay. Like chill moment, right? It's wintertime. <laughs> yeah, it's cold. Tell me. It's cold here in Delaware. So not I mean, I mean okay. it's, you yeah, get, it's Delaware. It's fine. You get your crushed velvet lounge pants, oh, which oh. you which you've both seen. Are these like I legit crushed seen. velvet? Yeah, he's worn them to I've game baby before. Them. Yeah. I don't look at what you guys put on your body. So you get that, right? I've and proven then, that day. And then you <laughs> get yourself you like a nice sweatshirt. Okay, like a hoodie. Like no man, just like a no, sweatshirt. A sweater like that a, your wife has knit you. No, no, no. I'm not even interested in that. Like my my go to out Just like a champion sweatshirt with no hood. I have like a Dallas Cowboys sweatshirt that I put on. No hood? No. What year is this? This is like, <laughs> I don't know. No, how old is he is the question. <laughs> that is oh, the real question. You know what? My mistake. And then, yeah, you get yourself a hot cocoa uh -huh. with some schnapps, and then you put on the fake fire, and you just sit here and you enjoy your time. Do you call it hot cocoa for real? Uh, hot chocolate. I call it hot chocolate. Yeah. I, what I do you call go, it, Dave? I go cocoa if you're adding schnapps. I call it delicious. <laughs> I love a hot chocolate. Dan, I have to say, as the resident old man here, you've yeah. been out old man. I know. I can't even compare anything no. to this. <laughs> you <laughs> This is crazy. <laughs> You're a whippersnapper yeah. compared to this shenanigans. Like a young buck compared to Mark's uh, shenanigans. Dan, Dan, He's going to tell you, you to get need, off your front porch. <laughs> you need to slow down and like learn yeah. to enjoy life a little I'm not bit. So is your recliner, we have recliners in my house, but they're mm -hmm. electric. Yeah. Do you have the one where you have to like push yourself back uh -huh. and then pull? Oh, yeah. Yes, it's the perfect old man recliner. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm waiting for Mark to have the one where you can press the button forward and then and it, it lifts you, lifts you <laughs> up, stands you up. <laughs> so you don't have to stand up on your own. That's why I did the harumph when I left during Twilight. Because you were trying to get up. I had, to like, I had to like force myself forward. Oh man, big stinky recliner. It's so good. I love it. How but anyway, did this happen? So oh, schnapps. So schnapps. Schnapps. Anyway, schnapps. schnapps. Yeah. So what game is this? Yeah, Taverns, <laughs> Taverns of Teeth and Fall. <laughs> so, I think it's uh, Uncle Mark's old man time. <laughs> <laughs> is that the name of the game we're doing? Oh, ask Uncle Mark. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, you pay entertainers and stops, and it doesn't change the game that much. It just adds a little tiny bit. 
Yeah. And it's like the perfect amount. Yeah. They keep the base game, which is already very good. They keep it like that, and then they just add a little element. Yeah. yeah. And I can't like, wait to check out the rest of the modules. Yeah. So we only played the first two, but it was like... Looking forward to diving back in. So good. The game is so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the other thing we should talk about is the monk track. Right. That's like, one thing we kind of oh, left yeah. out. Yes. So the monk track, there's one monk at your bar, and every time you get a five, that's the only thing he takes. But mm-hmm. you get a five, and it moves you up on the monk track. Yeah. The monk track doesn't do anything but give you little boons every once in a while. And the first game we played, I thought that I was winning handily because <laughs> I was further on the monk yeah. track. Yeah, you don't yeah. ever have to use the monk track at all. It just gives you some boons yeah. as you it go along. It gives you like an extra waitress, yeah, or like yeah. some, some extra beer. Some freebies, yeah. pretty some much. Freebies. Yeah, like, just uh, move it up. Because you're using a yeah. dice on it, so mm-hmm. you want something out of it, but it, it moves you up. Other yeah. than that, the monk track is not used at all. It's just an extra little thing that you can do, especially if you need, have a five and don't have anything to do with it. Like, that's perfect thing. Mm-hmm. Put, Put it on the monk. Give it to the monk. Or upgrade your monk, and now you got a cardinal. Yeah, yeah, if and the then he moves you comes further in, on the Moves you two spots yeah. up. So that's what we, sh- we should also say. Another really awesome idea about this game is when you go to upgrade something, let's say waitresses. If you're going to buy a waitress, she costs four or something mm-hmm. like that. And to upgrade your bar dog, <laughs> which does nothing, yeah. to a waitress, it costs 12. That's a lot of scratch yeah, that, on this and game. And that's hard to get in one turn. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing that, you can discard waitresses. Everyone you discard from your hand and goes away from your deck, you get minus four from that cost. Yep. So you can discard three and get it for free. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. can always discard enough things to get each thing for, for free, free if yeah. you want. And it, it's a good way to thin out your deck and get rid of stuff you, you don't want it's and so to elegant. upgrade your stuff. It's yeah. just like such a good idea. And it was because of the rule book, it was confusing at first because mm-hmm. we, we didn't understand exactly how it went. But then mm-hmm. once you get it, you're just like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. The rule book doesn't, but this makes sense. Yeah, I, I now could teach someone this game very easily. So easy. And way easier than having anyone read the Wh- rule Which book. is so crazy because the game is really elegantly done and really easy to learn. But the rule book made it seem so hard. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. one of those games that a rule book, if you're new to games and you read this rule book, this could totally turn you off this game because it's so hard to understand. But once it gets going, it it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah. It's great. I, I love it. I guess I'll show you with my score. <laughs> You'll tell us exactly how you feel about it. How many schnapps? You want info? Oh, my gosh. I wrote I, it down and everything. I know you want that All info, right, Mark, Dan. Tell me about Taverns of Tiefenthal. Taverns Damn. of Tiefenthal, published in 2019 by Schmidt Spiel Games. <laughs> that sounds like it should be a schnapps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Schmitt oh, Spiel, yeah, Schmitt Spiel schnapps. Uh, Schmidt Spiel uh, also published Acquire. I've heard of Acquire, but I've never played Acquire. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I have never played it either, but I hear it. <laughs> I have, I've also heard I have interesting effects about Acquire. Oh, really? Soon, soon to be revealed. Oh, okay. It's uh, economic, and then also uh, Quacks of Quedlinburg. Oh, well, Big that makes sense. Winner. Red yeah. Ra- this is not Red Raven. No, but I do like Sorry. Quacks of Quedlinburg. Me yeah. too, a lot. Uh, That's what this game is missing. That's the only thing. Quacks? Te- no, Taverns of Tiefendale. Oh, a bag to put stuff in. A bag. There's no reaching in a yeah, bag. Yeah, there's no bag component. <laughs> great. We yeah. could start putting cards in bags. Yeah, I don't know what you would reach into a bag for. The schnapps. Schnapps. <laughs> schnapps. Obviously. It's all the same. Randomized schnapps. Yeah, I can get it like a crown royal bag. Like, <laughs> just, a, like a real yeah. crushed velvet crown Throw royal the bag. schnapps in Oh, there. man. So nice. What if your pants were made out of crushed velvet ro- crown royal bags? Oh, it'd be great. It would be I'd scratchy port parts. Oh, man. I'd be, you, I would just get shocked nonstop. Like just do me so lift, your, my carpet. lift your feet up. No, I'm when an you old man. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> my knees don't bend like that anymore. That's right. Uh, designed by our good friend uh, Wolfgang Varsh. Ah, I love that. First off, great name. Mm-hmm. Also, good great name. Designer. Always go- going on about this guy's name. Uh, he did wavelength check episode thirty. Swing, swing. Oh. Uh, 
And then also, that's pretty clever. We talk about that on yep. episode 22. Also, I love that game. clever. That dude is like so good at designing games. Turns out. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, turns out. Yeah, not turns out. rule books. Although he might not he, have he written probably, Yeah, the, the company probably did the rule book. Yeah. They probably got some trash, you know, technical I, writers. I don't want to Stupid insult this person American. because I think that there's a decent chance that maybe... English was not the rule writer's it's first language. Yeah. And I speak one language. The company's name. Yeah, I speak yeah. one language not well, so I you will never hear me insulting someone for yeah, speaking I don't my have language like poorly. Top notch reading comprehension. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean it's gotta be yeah. somewhere in the middle, right? Uh yeah, for sure. So uh Wolfgang Varsh totally that's our dude. Knocked it out of the park. Yeah. And we the should art... invite him over to my house. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be he'll I'm pop sure right he's over. got nothing going on in Germany right now. Come on, buddy. He'll pop across the pond. It'll be good. And great. then uh, art done by Dennis Lohausen, who did Feast for Odin and Gaia Project. It's funny because like some artists like you see uh, have like such a different style from game to game. Yeah. And then I looked at the art for Feast, Feast of for Odin, Odin and it's exactly, exactly like Taverns for yeah. 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 So yeah, the art's good. I mean, the it's nothing. Good. It doesn't I like blow it. me out of the. It's yeah. fits the game perfect. Mm-hmm. It fits the game and it's legible. Yeah. 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 Nothing is like off putting. Nothing's. I'm not confused by anything. Yeah. Let's rate Taverns of Deventhal one out of ten. Not using seven. How many schnapps would you give this game, David Hubbard? I would give this game a solid. I, I'm torn. I'm torn. It's going to be a nine. It's, it's going to be a nine. Okay. I really, really yeah, like this too. game. Now, mind you, full disclosure, I love deck builders. Yeah. So Dave crushed us both times. We yeah. should mention that. I, I love deck builders. Yeah. They're one of my favorite genres of game. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fine. fine. Yeah. So I like. I am absolutely biased. Yeah, this is a good game. This is a perfectly fun game. If you have someone who can teach you how to play it, so you don't have to deal with the trash rule book. Yeah, call me. I'll tell you. I'll call call our hotline. (laughs) Call my teach me how to play hotline. And for ninety nine cents a minute. minute. (laughs) Oh man, I lowballed that. Yeah, you sure did. For fourteen dollars a minute. Yeah. Uh, Taverns of Tiefenthal, uh, one out of ten. Not using seven. How many? schnapps would i give this i think i would also give this a nine the rule book is such garbage but there's videos out there to help you mm-hmm. watch it now i don't think watch and play did it but i i think there's videos out there you could definitely learn how to play this game it was a slog getting through it mm-hmm. but once we started playing the game it's fantastic i had yeah. so much fun and my wife really liked it too so it's probably something i'm gonna get to play when i'm not game with you guys which is nice because I like to play different games than she likes. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, nine for me, Taverns of the Inlaw. It's just so good. It was so fun. So many elements mixed together and worked, which yeah. is the key. It you really know? speaks to, like, I think Wolfgang Varsh's <laughs> whole aptitude for designing games. Yeah. yeah. He did. Oh, no, the guy did art for Feast of Odin, not Wolfgang mm-hmm. Varsh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. That's right. uh, Mark, Taverns of Tiefenthal, one out of 10, not using the number seven. How many schnapps would you give it? Sweep it, baby. Give it a nine. Boom. Nine. Nine's crossed the board. So good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This game's it's so elegant how all the systems work together. Being able to upgrade your tavern at the same time as you get rid of old cards from your hand. Yeah. Super smart. The components of this game are just the best. It was they're such they're a, so good. Cause, so we were like punching it. And of course, they all come in like a big sheet of cardboard. So mm-hmm. we're punching them out. And as you're punching them out, the board's like coming apart. And the actual tavern is like this crazy shape because everything <laughs> really gets is. put into it. So you're just like, oh, what the hell? Did I like break it? Did mm-hmm. I mess yeah. this up already? <laughs> yeah. But no, it's just how it comes. It, it's really, really, really good. Yeah, it's, it's awesome too. I'm really looking forward to some of the other different scenarios. And that's the other thing too. Like even the round names have like fun names yeah like it's like oh yeah, here the comes tavern. the waitress yeah, here comes like, the waitress and then like here's where you would like add in your waitress uh, yeah. dice to your pool and, it's funny yeah all yeah. of them's like that like yeah it's like, all very thematic it's, it's silly it's good it's so good though i can't get enough of taverns of teeth and thaw straight nines across the board yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. look at us go 
Uh, the last game we're going to talk about tonight, Brass Birmingham. Brass- this game was the hotness. Oh, man, so hot. So this game, so if you're not familiar with the Brass series, Brass, oh, no, I'm not going to remember the name of the uh, other one. Lincolnshire. Thank you. So Brass was originally made in the 2000s or something like that, and then they redid it as Brass Lincolnshire, Lancashire, Lancashire, Lancashire. Lancaster, Lancashire, Lancashire. Lancaster. 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 <laughs> oh my god! Oh, what a nightmare! It's good. Anyway, Lancashire. Uh, Lancashire. Why can't I say this? I don't I know, but I'm not okay. getting involved. Dave, what do you think it's called? <laughs> I think it's whatever you guys Lancaster. are saying. Lancaster. All right, Dave, Mister, I can't read. Yeah, Lan- Lancashire. Take a look at the Lancashire. notes. Top, top Man, one. everybody in England is going to be so bitter at oh, us right now. Oh, they're going to be real mad about us. I'd go with Lancashire. Lancashire. There's no second N though. Lancashire. Lancashire. Oh man, so stupid. Okay. <laughs> the problem was I, for a while, loved to go through Lancaster, PA. Yeah, so not that's, that's, messing that's me what's up. jacking us up right yeah. now is that there's a Lancaster, PA. Anyway, the good news about <laughs> this is we're talking about Brass Birmingham. Yeah, so, We can all say that. The, Birmingham. The point I was trying to make is they redid the game, and the original game with the original rules and everything is Brass Lancashire. <laughs> And then they updated some rules. Brass and changed, Lancaster. And then they oh updated they updated some stuff, and that's Brass Birmingham. So that's what we play. Brass Birmingham. Holy cow. Love so, it. Yeah, what a, I've never felt dumber. <laughs> oh, oh, come on. That's not true. <laughs> it's such a low point for because all of us. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's Normally a real, one it's, of us can figure it out. Yeah. It's a communal thing right now. Anyway. We're all in this together. The, the That's best. right. I made this lower. I just referenced High School Musical. Oh, I didn't even know. I didn't know what that was. Yeah. So, yeah. You're yeah. welcome, everyone. The best is I'm now going to talk about Brass Birmingham, a game that I'm so terrible at <laughs> because I can't think things through mm-hmm. so brass birmingham is a super not super heavy but a heavy economical game mm-hmm. you are lots of cubes lots of, lots lots of, cubes, of cubes to be moved around yep. and uh, iron cubes coal cubes oh my goodness meat cubes cubes so, of fire cubes of orbs no, some of those aren't things maybe in brass language <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so stupid all right so in brass birmingham this is like the 1700s 1800s in Birmingham uh, or not in Birmingham but in England and mm-hmm. the game starts off you are a coal baron ish guy I'm a baron of some sort I'm a baron of some sort yeah. uh, how what kind of baron is up to you <laughs> so <laughs> well within very small limits within these six things <laughs> so in this game uh, awesome looking board the, yeah, the art on the so. board is so cool yeah. and there's two sides a night side and a day side and they are exactly the same except for one is night and one is yeah. day yeah, the I think gameplay wise they're identical yeah. gameplay yeah. Wise, I would say the night side is more attractive visually yeah but harder to but read. harder to see yeah. absolutely so we play day side because yeah you know we, i mean <laughs> yeah i can barely figure out the game i don't know i don't need anything messing me up <laughs> so in this game the board has all kinds of different cities on it birmingham other cities <laughs> that I there's a there's a dunbar there's a yeah there's a lot of cities so there's a bunch of cities in notes. england yeah as per normal i'm gonna start taking notes i've decided this saturday have my notebook out take note <laughs> all right and then every player has their own board and the boards are all identical and they have different buildings different levels of coal build coal mines and they have build. a ton of buildings so many yeah, buildings this game's a lot to take yeah in. so you can make a, a brewery you can make 
cotton cargo, mill. cotton mills, a coal, iron thing. coal, iron mills. Yeah. So yeah. there's a pottery, tons of, tons of stuff. Oh, pottery, pottery barn, textiles, the pottery barn, the pottery barn. You can make the gap, I guess, textiles. I've made the gap. I've upgraded it to Banana Republic. Oh, very nice. So, so, so posh. I say, my good sir, is that a Pacific Sun? Yeah. No, it's a Marshalls. Oh, it's only level one. It's a Marshall. Oh, man. Let me tell you about one of my least favorite jobs. I worked at a Ross Dress for Less. Oh, yeah. What a nightmare. I like Mm. to use the whole title. Well, it was corporate mandated. It was Ross Dress for Less. It's stained you to this day. I worked at The Gap when I was in college, and let me tell you that I was real bad at customers because people would come in, and I couldn't help myself. They'd be like, do you think this looks better or that looks better? And I would go, I don't know. They're both $70. (laughs) (laughs) And I would never buy them because I I could not. Like, I'm so bad at it. I can't believe that you'd be weird around people. Right? (laughs) (laughs) This is the shocking part of the story. So they put me in the stock room because I'm actually weirdly good at folding. I've only <laughs> and and being alone in a back room. <laughs> yeah, you're really good at being uh, kept away. <laughs> the only clothing store I ever worked at, I worked at Eddie Bauer for like three months. Oh, that's mm. fun. Mm-mm. No, I like Eddie Bauer. I'm wearing an Eddie Bauer shirt right now. Just clothing store, not it's it so didn't have soft. any other stuff in there. I was a good employee in one particular way, and it's that there was zero chance I was going to steal from the company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not I wear any of this. I didn't stuff. care about any of this stuff. Yeah. So brass burning. Brass <laughs> Sorry to break in with my... It's okay. I derailed this. I liked your Ross Dress for Less story. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. So Brass Birmingham is a super economical game. So in the beginning of the game, you are only able to use canals because the trains didn't exist yet. Man, this is so hard to explain right now. <laughs> I could barely explain the game to teach people yeah, how to play. It was confusing when we played. Yeah. So so in this game, essentially what you are trying to do is get the most victory points. Right? Yeah, that, that is, is 100% what you're, what you're trying, trying to, to do. do. So when you uh, build something, let's say you're going to build a new coal mine. So when you build a coal mine, it says to the left of your coal mine exactly what it costs. So it could cost five pounds. Pounds. I was going to mm-hmm. say lira, but that's certainly uh, five pounds. <laughs> that's five. What is it? Thunny? Oh, thollars. Uh, thollars. Thollars. <laughs> five thollars. So I said thunny. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i like that you brought it up I, yeah, I neither totally, dan nor i we, we both ignored you yeah i'm used to it, it was uh, bad. <laughs> so let's say your iron mill cost five pounds and one coal mm-hmm. so if you are connected to a coal mine it could be yours or it could be somebody else's but it's the closest one you take a piece of coal off of their little tile and mm-hmm. you just put it back in the reserve. And then if you ever take anything, all of one item off of either a coal mine or an iron mill, you flip that item over. Uh, you flip that tile over. And on that side of the tile, it'll let your revenue go up some and also give you victory, victory points. points during the scoring in between yeah. the rails and the thing. I can. There's zero chance that I'm going to be able to explain this whole game because it's so it's, much. It's very dense. This wasn't even like an after a round I got it. This was like after two-thirds of the game I got it. Yeah. yeah. I play So Amber and I, poor Amber, I said, I need to learn this game, and I think it's going to be hard to just learn it while I'm teaching it for the first mm. time. So let's play it once. So we're playing it, and she's like, I do not like this game. And, it, <laughs> and I get it. It's not her type of game. I like yeah. it. I actually enjoyed this game despite being the worst at it. Because it's so thinky and so, like, it's just so much going on, so much to plan for. And I can maybe do a round ahead. And that's about as far as I can get. <laughs> yeah. 
But there's so many cool elements to this game. It's just a lot going on. So she didn't like it, but I, it gave me a really good idea of how the game plays an easier way to teach it. Mm-hmm. So then, mm-hmm. thank God we played it. And then I made her play again with us. <laughs> <laughs> I like totally guilted her into it. Um, uh, again, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time describing it just audibly without pointing to a bunch of things and showing you tiles and things like that. But Check our Instagram. Lots of pictures of it. Lots of pictures yep. of it. I actually really enjoyed this game. Our friend Ray has it and he loves it and he's been threatening to teach us it for some time <laughs> and i'm glad we actually didn't play with ray at first because i guarantee he's gonna smash us oh for it. sure because uh, I, I was like more worried about him getting frustrated trying to reach us <laughs> like <laughs> how do i teach how do dope? i yeah. teach well, now, so yeah oh, so stupid so so now we don't have to worry about it because yeah. we know so now you could just smash us outright and so, we'll yeah. be playing for a second the gauntlet has been thrown Ooh, ray get it ray you're looking at the one-time champion of brass burning <laughs> yeah mark I is the twice one. yeah yeah so but mark has won every game he's played that's true 100 percent. come I'm at 50, me ray i'm 50 i'm ready for you yeah. i i've come in second place in a hundred percent of the games <laughs> <I've played. laughs> yeah so again this game's so hard to describe i feel like i'm doing a bad job but i don't know how else I mean, to describe it's, it it's, it's kind of like so very hard to describe there's so many moving parts yeah like a thing that i thought was interesting is the fact that once the canal age ends and you do that first round of scoring yeah you have to make a conscious decision at some point in the first half of the game to upgrade your technology. Yeah, so mm. anything that's a level one goes away because all the technology is now obsolete, right. and all your connections go away, and connections are um, waterways. So any any connection you have through waterways, they're all going away, and they're going to become not they're not going to become anything. You're going to have to build railroads if you mm. want to rebuild these connections. So after the first half of the game, the board doesn't get completely wiped, but you lose a ton yeah, of stuff. Yeah, it gets mostly wiped. Yeah, yeah, so then you're just staring at like, well, now what do you I do? You score what's been built, and then you remove it. All my stuff went away. I didn't have a single building or I think anything. I only had like one or two things. Yeah. Uh, uh, my favorite thing about this game, turn order. That's what I was going to say that too. So mm-hmm. the way turn order works is on your turn, you're spending money so mm-hmm. that you can upgrade things, so that you can you know build waterways or upgrade buildings or whatever. And then whatever you've spent, you put it on your token, like your person's token you're and in the turn order mm-hmm. row on the turn order tracker yeah. yeah and then at the end during cleanup you reorder the turn for next round based upon how much money everyone spent so least money goes first mm-hmm. most money spent goes last so basically the person who did the most on their turn is going to go last next turn right. and the person who did the least will go first yeah. which is a really neat way of doing it and so you often found things where you'd be staring at it and you'd be like Oh, man, I know both of us need to spend that beer to upgrade yeah. a building next turn. So, oh, mm-hmm. I kind of want to go before I'm, Mark. I might have to sacrifice <laughs> this turn so I can get what yes. I need next right. turn. And I've never really played a game where you had to plan for your turn order yeah. by how you took and, your turn. And you can mm-hmm. go back to back. Like, you could easily oh, go absolutely. back to back. So I, I'm last oh, and yeah. then I barely spend. Like, now I'm going to go again. I both went back to back at some times and went, like, last. last. And last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. No, it, yeah. Yeah. To go first and then last. Yeah. First and yeah. then last is a lot of turns in between your turns. I was going to say, like, I know personally I don't plan anything. It's all based on, <laughs> like, it, it's actually really super eloquent the way it works out because if you spend a ton of money, that's just money you're not going to have to spend. Yeah. Like, so it's going to basically, you know, give you a chance to sort of figure out, all right, well, what am I going to do this turn? So. And scoring, scoring victory points happens in the middle of the game and then again at the end of the game. 
And a lot of your points are going to come from what connections you're adjacent to. Yeah, which was a very interesting thing that I did not recognize until we did it one time. Yeah, Amber and I were like kind of in the north of the board and Mark and Dave were in the south of the board. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot more connections in the south than there are the north. And if you can't get down to where the rest of the players are, you have a hard time making connections mm. to get those victory points at the end. That's where I ran into trouble, yeah. and I realized it way too late. And those connections are made via your hand of cards. Like, So you're only allowed to build like in areas that you either have a card for or that you have a connection for, correct? Almost. I'm, try, I'm, try, I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, so think you, of how to explain it on your, the fly. Your hand of cards, anytime you do anything, costs you a card. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes you spend the card for what it is, and sometimes you just spend a card yeah. because you have to to do an action. Right. To make a connection, which is, and again, a connection is like a railway, earlier in the game, a waterway. To make a connection, you just have to spend any card. But it has to be connected to your network. And these are like two big theories that you kind of have to wrap your head around during the game. A connection can be anything. It could be a connection from Mark's building to my train to Dave's building to one of Mark's trains. Like that's yeah. considered and a then, connection. And then to a marketplace. To a yeah, marketplace. That's stuff. a connection. So you can use that connection to sell stuff. But your network is connections of your own stuff. So those are two concepts that you really have to kind of wrap your head around because certain things can only happen through your network. Yeah. Some things can happen through a connection. It's just a lot to wrap your head around. Yeah, for sure. And that plays like in really interesting ways where like, say, for example, I need to like upgrade my technology. If I accidentally have a connection that's closer to somebody else's ironworks you're gonna then it is care. from my own well then iron, i'm gonna can, use the iron from obviously the iron you can source. take from anywhere but coal, coal has to I'm be sorry. the closest coal. that's all right i've played it twice <laughs> <laughs> yeah coal has to come from the closest one iron can come from wherever yeah but and if there's nothing on the board you have to buy it from the marketplace the marketplace that cost goes up the more that happens yeah and you can also sell stuff to the marketplace if you're connected to a market when you build a coal or yeah, iron I, like, and if there's really, a need for it too yeah, it's so hard to describe. Like, I can tell you how I felt playing this game yeah. and things I liked and disliked, but to actually describe well and teach the game is certainly, A, not what we do as a podcast. No, no. But mm. B, <laughs> really <you>. tough <laughs> to be a pod on a podcast in the first place. Like, yeah, it's just it's hard. Just, and the biggest thing, like, I have complaints and likes. I actually mm. really liked this game. I enjoyed playing. Yeah, I really liked it. I'm terrible at it, but as long as I recognize that, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. So, and as long as I don't care about losing, which I don't, I, <laughs> I'm i fine with games like that. Oh, yeah. One thing that I kept forgetting is I would come up with this brilliant plan, like, oh, I'm going to build this, and then I could sell it here, and I can use that beer. And then I'd look at it, and the marketplace I just connected to doesn't even buy that item. Yeah. It's like, oh, shoot, I wasn't... And it's me, because I didn't pay attention, but it's just like, because mm -hmm. not every market buys every good, which right. is sure. the way it all shaped out our game. The markets from where you could make pottery to where you could sell pottery oh, yeah. Yeah. Was so far so apart far that apart. it was never worth it. Yeah. Which is another thing I liked about the game. The markets are randomized every time mm -hmm. you play. So mm -hmm. it's like there isn't an optimal location to start right. by any means. Yeah, I had a grand strategy to play in the South, not because of the number of connections, but because I was sitting closer <laughs> to it at the table yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and so it worked out well for me and it was not my intelligence and in, a, in a two player game the top half of the board's not used mm. just the, the bottom half yeah, so things are like a little the blue region like yeah you, in you the top use, it's yeah. not going to be used and the bottom so it, it's not more congested because it's only two players but we could put a lot of stuff there and it was kind of more freedom i could get to anywhere 
But with four players, it was so much harder. Like mm. if I started in the north, getting a connection to go to the south was a lot harder. Yeah, yeah. But towards the end, there's so much stuff on the board that connections are kind of easy to find. Mm-hmm. But it's just, do you have enough time to do it? Do you have enough money to do it? Is yeah. there beer there? Because you have to use beer for all sorts of stuff and you yeah. can't really produce it. You just need to sort of take it. I mean, it, you can a little bit, but it's tough to produce it, and you don't yeah. make a lot it's of tough, it. It's tough and you don't want, it's that thing where I can take one of Mark's beers, but it will flip his token over. But so it'll it, also help me build it'll something. It'll help me build something. Like, so do I want to help Mark to also help myself or is it helping Mark too much and not helping me enough? Like mm-hmm. it's so much of that during the game. Yeah. Like, like I'm thinking about so much stuff and and failing at most of it. Yeah, there was a shocking amount of player interaction for a game that is push cubes and upgrade buildings. Like yeah, absolutely, a, sure. a shocking amount, and most of it was in we're all sharing this city or this mm-hmm. connection of cities, and yeah. so you're constantly using other people's materials. You're constantly blocking them from being able to yeah. build a train somewhere. Uh, because you know you're going to get extra points off their buildings uh, and, if you build a train connection And it's funny because there would be like a beer on the board. And during every person's turn, they're like looking at this beer like, how do I use this beer? Because <laughs> it's going <laughs> to go away shortly. somebody else uses this <laughs> how beer. How do I exploit the beer? Be- <laughs> because you have two, two actions, right? That, that's what you get on a turn. Yeah. Like You have two things to do. Like, can I do two things to get me that beer before Mark does it on his turn? And like most of the time, no, I've thought of it too late. But <laughs> but I mean, it's still I had a great yeah, time. I do yeah. like I do like the fact that the game actively encourages you to use other players' infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and yeah. I thought that was so cool too. Yeah. And it's like sometimes you have no choice. Like on mm-hmm. coal, like I need to build this building. I can't wait to build a coal mine closer. Like yeah. I need to do it. Yeah, I really think that's why I finished so strong is because Dave had done such a good job of building infrastructure. You're in welcome. The south <laughs> You're welcome, that Mark. I really just like took like the Ivy approach where I was just like growing alongside his infrastructure <laughs> yeah. and then taking advantage of it. I was the lattice work, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dave provided the framework and then I just did the rest. I just filled right in and I just squeezed right into well, those. And scoring crevices. in this game is fascinating too because there would be points in the game where I thought I was doing really well and or really badly. Yeah. And then when we started final scoring, I was convinced that I won. Not oh, by yeah. a lot, but I was pretty confident that I won. And then Mark shot right past me. He scored yeah. so much. I, and it's I all made those, a lot of buildings. It's yeah. all those connections that he had at the end and it's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. that scores so much. Yeah, the clutch move i think was building that one train yep that's you what gave like, it to you you had yeah. like one little spot left where you were like gonna build a train oh for like, sure i was gonna build a train <laughs> there. yeah i was like no excuse me dave i'm just gonna build a train there uh, yeah. pardon me sir <laughs> choo choo in my direction <laughs> choo choo in your face <laughs> so let's let's score brass birmingham uh one out of ten not using seven how many brass lancashires would you <laughs> Lancashires? would yeah. you score brass birmingham i'll uh. go first this is a weird game. So this is usually this is heavier than we normally play. Mm-hmm. Which which is, and it's fun. more th- it's more themeless than we normally play. Like it has a theme in that you're barons of robber yeah. barons of some sort. But like that's it. You're you're pushing cubes everywhere for victory points. Yeah, it's heavy. It's so weird because I didn't think I would like it. Yeah. But I actually really liked it. <laughs> yeah. And it's so it's so so I'm going to give it an 8. Which is way higher than I thought I was going to give it. Because thinking about it is way more daunting than actually playing it. <laughs> yeah. Like, before I started playing the game with you guys, because I already played it once, so I was like, oh, man, how are we going to do this? Like, this is so heavy. And at, then we start playing, and I'm like, okay, it's it's not so bad. I'm having a good time. It's really thinky. Like, it's not a game I want to play a lot, because it, it really is a brain burner, especially for, like, below par average people. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I would not start new gamers on no, this. No, 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 I, no. Absolutely no, not. No. Absolutely not. Uh, it, it's really heavy, but it's really it's really good. And of course, it's really, really well done. And all the yeah. components are great. Like everything about the game is really well done. And mm-hmm. I actually really liked it 
a lot more than I thought I was going to. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight. Dan gives uh, an eight. I am um, I'm an intellectual now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mark Brass Birmingham, how many uh, using one to ten, not using seven? How many Brass Lancashire's would you give Brass Birmingham? Lancashire's, I would give right? Brass <laughs> Lancashire's. I'm gonna give it a nine. Whoa! I like look at this you. Oh, because you won. Ned actually, You're off you the know show. what? Here's the deal. I ten. <laughs> <laughs> ten. 10. I any, forgot any, I won. 10. Yeah, any, game, any game I win, I just give a 10. <laughs> <laughs> I like this game a lot. I love, the the more I play them, the more I really love economic games. Mm, um, there's just so much, yeah. Okay. That Raccoon Sakoon, you really I love, I'm, I'm like, I love, Dude, you should bring Raccoon, how many players does that play? I play, it plays up to five or six. You should okay. bring that. I'm going to bring, I was going to, it was yeah, going to show up and I was just going to be like, it's going to be me at the door carrying Root and Raccoon Tacoon. And I was like, <laughs> look at all the furry critters I guys, got. I've got woodland creatures. <laughs> woodland critters weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not critters with tech, but it is critters. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it is what it is. I liked this game a lot. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I was primed to like it. So I have to kind of like take my own bias into account there. <laughs> but knowing that I am going to like this game anyway. Just the cool ways that it allows for a lot of like interesting player interaction, uh, the really inventive ways that it dictates like turn order with like money spent, um, the fact that you can like be very far into debt and then still do okay. That was the <laughs> yeah. Biggest, that was yeah. the biggest thing. And Amber and I talked about it the first play because when you start that game, like you can't figure out how you're going to get any money. Yeah, and you like have to take befuddling. a loan. Like you yeah. have to take at least one loan just to get things going. Oh yeah, mm. uh, but it's easy to get out of that debt pretty quickly. Yeah, I should mention that, and I yeah. did. <laughs> Good job. So uh, give, give me nine. Nine. Dave Brass Birmingham, one out of ten. Not using seven. How many Brass Lancashires would you give it? <laughs> I am with you, Dan. I give this a solid eight. Yeah. It was absolutely a fun game, but I don't often want to think that hard, and I felt yeah. like I would. I actually made a joke when we started the game. I was like, oh, look at all these buildings. I'm going to put all of these out on the map. No, you won't. Yeah. yeah. As soon as he said that, as soon as he said yeah. that, I was like, well, there's zero chance. Yeah. yeah. Like, Turns out, correct. Yeah, zero you're chance. probably not going to put half of these out on um, the board. I, I often felt like I had turns where I, it took so long to get anything going. Mm -hmm. I kind of just had turns where I felt like, well, I guess I'll do this so that in four turns, something neat might happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the build is just too slow. This game was too long and too slow for me. I'm curious given to play what it, it is. with somebody who's really good at it. Who's mm, like well And just see how yeah, they do and it. And see how they do. But I'm curious if my buffoonery will like foil their plans. <laughs> right. Because I don't right. know what I'm doing. They yeah. expect you to make an optimal move. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Guess another coal mine. They're like, why? Like, I don't know. Like it's next on the list. Like, it's not even efficient. And you're like, I know. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you thought I was going to be. <laughs> I did absolutely have fun, but it was a little too themeless I like theme for me. I actually thought it was going to be a lot longer than it was. Yeah. I was, yeah. I th I, maybe that's kind of like why I wasn't complaining about the length of time. Cause normally I'm a big complainer about how oh, this game takes forever, <laughs> but like I didn't, I guess it's cause I was expecting it to be like a four hour game. And it's such a change. So when you go through the deck that then that's the restart essentially of the, mm -hmm. of the rail period. So when you go through the deck that first time, you're like, oh, crap, like we're halfway done. And then you're now you're like, oh, now I got to really put yeah. in the work. Yeah, I it's really weird. The, the game seems like it flies by up until you can't draw cards anymore. And then yeah. like everyone starts. Oh, yeah. Over when, when you look at your hand and you have you know, you have three turns left. Yeah. You're like, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> like, what have yeah. I done? And I also think that they did a good job, though, with only two actions per turn, because I cannot tell you the amount of turns I wanted three actions. Absolutely. Super, Which means it was yeah. well designed. Yeah, absolutely. You get two. Like, I just yep. need one more. It's just so smart. 
So that is Brass Birmingham. So tonight we talked about Rome, Taverns of Tiefenthal, Brass Birmingham. Now, now, the moment you've all been waiting for, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk. We're gonna move into our topic, which Mark provides, and Dave and I are also on the show. Captive <laughs> yeah. audience. Yeah. Let me tell you that as always, I've done zero research. I've done some thinking. Okay. Mark came up with Excuse the me topic. For a second. Okay. No, look at that. What? Is that your notes? Why is it in an envelope? Well, I'll tell you why it's an envelope. Oh, Go okay. ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so for this week's topic, Mark came up with it. Mark did all of the research for it. Mm -hmm. And Dave and I said, let's do that. Yeah. And, and then we will take that. all of the credit. Yeah. So really, <laughs> if you're looking for a hero here, it's either Dave or I. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, clearly. I mean, the research is not good. <laughs> I it's, can't even judge it, though. I don't know. I'll tell you in, like, a half an hour if it's good or not. <laughs> All right, Mark, take it away. Economic games, economic games, however you want. Gentlemen, I'm calling it Audible. Mm, oh, no. Well, I just I am. sold it. So I'm going to give you guys a choice here. <laughs> okay. Excellent. In good. this in this sheet of notes, mm -hmm. we have econ economic games. Okay. Right? Or economic. In this envelope. Wait, you? Wait but there's an envelope? I love unmarked envelope, envelopes. I have a whole other different subject. A surprise subject? It's a surprise subject. It's a okay. mystery subject. Now, this is for Dave and I to decide. This is for Dave and you Here's to decide. Here's the problem. Like we talked about and teased, if you will. But what if that also has something? What if that's about Birmingham? Here's the problem. I feel like an, an unmarked envelope is in the same vein as a bag, and I am pro-bagging. There's no way we're not going to pick the envelope, There's no right? way we're... And Did he you knows know? us. Like, there's nothing on that second piece of paper, right? It's oh, blank. no, no. I, it's, it's, it's a whole other sheet of notes. Because okay. let me tell you, if you're trolling us, you know us too well to know we won't go to that envelope. Well, obviously, we're going to pick the bag. Yeah, we you're, pick the envelope. You're obviously going to pick the bag. Yeah, I called it a bag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so here's what we'll do. We're going to table economic games. Okay. And the next time we cover an economic game, I'm good to go. Okay. I have all the oh, same my gosh, you bought, the same you notes. bought yourself some time. I bought oh, myself some I time. I hate everything about that. Well, I don't want I him to go be back. prepared. But now he's going to be prepared with that. So let me open up this envelope and pull out. Let me just notes. mention that the envelope is not Manila. <laughs> no, it is, it is a white envelope that has been pre-used at my other job. It just ripped on the top. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's pre-opened. My favorite part is that there's a note on it that says, please update your address in employee manager space. <laughs> what does that mean? It means it's got my old address from oh. like two houses ago. Ah, who cares? You quit that job. Like I know. Man. All right, gentlemen, buckle up. Okay. So I found this topic while doing research for economic games. I'm okay. You good? <laughs> I bent over to pick up my pen and almost <laughs> fell. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start this story in 1965. Mm. Ooh. The swing in 60s. The year of our Lord. Swing in 60s. <laughs> the year of our Lord. <laughs> Our story begins just as Chicago native Jeffrey Breslow enters school at the University of Illinois. <laughs> is this a choose-your-own-adventure? Because that'd be great. That would be pretty <laughs> great, right? So Breslow is a brilliant student there. It uh, says uh, in his biography that he learned from his instructor that design was the hidden operator behind everything, and his fascination with the subject eventually drew him into the world of children's toys. Uh-oh. I heard a story about a toy maker, <laughs> and he was a real piece of garbage. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a friend that worked for him, also a real piece yeah. of garbage. <laughs> So our boy Breslow says, hey, as soon as I get out of college, I'm going to work for a toy company. Man, what dreams. Yep. <laughs> I what still a, would like to work a, for a board game design company. What a time the 60s were. <laughs> time for dreams. So he graduates in 1965. From where? From the University of Chicago. Okay. I he didn't gets expect a, you to have that information. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were trying to scoop Mark. Yep. Try again, sucker. Oh, we'll get him. We'll oh, get you'll him. get me. Yeah. It's just a matter of Don't time. Don't worry. I'll have plenty of questions. So he gets a BFA in design and uh, industrial design. He won a BAFTA out of college? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> good for he, him. Good for him. You know, by the end of the story, he's going to have an EGOT. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says, all right, I'm out of school. 
time for me to go do the dream. Spread your wings. Spread my wings and fly, and I'm going to apply to a local game company called Marvin Glass and Associates. Oh, so if uh, what episode was that? that oh we did boy, that, on? that was. Hold on. Oh, oh got, got him. him. So no, dumb. no. It's it like took two us, episodes. Ago, it took right? us two questions, Dan. Yeah. Two questions. Oh boy. Hold I on. feel like this is our game within a game. Is asking more questions. I don't do any research, but I have questions. <laughs> oh man, I don't. I don't even remember. Two episodes ago. Yeah, it was two episodes. Okay, ago. I'm it pretty was sure it was episode 29, Dungeon Waters. I was going to say about, it was 29 or 30. It was. We talked about Marvin Glass and the the design of Mousetrap. Yeah. He was right. our inaugural issue of Bad Guys of Board Game History. Mm-hmm. Yep. Part one. Part one. <laughs> is this part two? Might be part two. Oh, <laughs> it might be part oh, two. Man, all this right. is as exciting and like the other day in Gloomhaven I got to open envelope X and I was so giddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're like it's an envelope. <laughs> so he says hey let me apply to Marvin Glass and Associates. Applies. Gets a letter back saying hey we're all full up. Oh. We don't need partners Pound right sand. Yeah. Beat it. Hit the brakes. Yeah, we're busy screwing over other game designers. <laughs> you can you be screwed you over worry. in the future. You, you can be exploited by someone else. <laughs> yeah, I just picture like Marvin Glass like on a street corner, like flipping a coin. He's like, hey, why don't you bring me back a nice idea? Then we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> he spends the next two years working at American Hospital Sl- Supply Corporation. Oh, boring. Where he is designing and creating medical equipment. Ugh, yeah. That is not board game design for no, sure. That ain't good. No, saving, saving lives, but not designing but- toys. Real shame. Was he saving lives, but like in a fun way? Like, like you had to play Tetris to change the <laughs> setting on this IV machine? Yeah, they were like they were <laughs> like zany zany hospital supplies. <laughs> oh, yeah. you want your morphine drip? Well, connect these dots. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my no. god. <laughs> it's oh. like just oversized face shields. <laughs> Oh, man, uh, we've wish. just come up with the worst medical design yeah. equipment you could ever have. So he, he he's working at this company, hates it, says, hey, when uh, it's time to apply to Marvin Glass and Associates, I'm going to be ready. Oh, he's going back to him. He oh, doesn't yeah. even have a plan B. He's so thirsty oh, for Marvin Glass. Oh, he's in Chicago. Glass. I forgot about Well, he's yeah. never met Marvin Glass. That's why he's thirsty it's for true. him. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, for sure. If you meet Marvin Glass, one sip's all that's, you need. That sticks with you. <laughs> yeah. All right, so he remembers the day, April 11th, 1967. Marvin Glass comes a calling, scores an interview with the man himself. Uh Uh-oh. How into crazy was Marvin Glass at this point? Oh, he was like squarely, let's see, I believe it was... Oh, early 50s that he had the Toy Fair nude photo. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So, so he's, this is post. So he's good crazy. He's out crazy. So yeah. if you guys don't remember, Marvin Glass was the uh, quote unquote creator of Mousetrap board game yeah, that he, he clearly stole from other people. Well, yeah. as it turns out, he didn't create any board Anything. games. Yeah, yeah, he didn't do anything. He was a marketer. Yeah. So we again, we talked about episode 29, but Marvin Glass, super crazy. If you don't remember, all kinds of issues. Yeah. Like, go listen to episode 29. Yeah, it's a crazy Womanizer, story. Crazy. crazy short man syndrome. Died young, though. Died yeah. young. Died yeah. real young. And his dad was real mean. His dad, dad was not really, mean. really mean. Not a great, not no. a great pop. Not no. a good dude. Not no. like what Mark would be sitting mm-hmm. in his recliner. Yeah, <laughs> just sipping schnapps, <laughs> giving, giving weird non sequiturs. <laughs> hey, hey, Marvin! I just want you to know I unconditionally support you. <laughs> I love you. You want to trap mice? Okay. <laughs> All right. I love you. I love you. Despite I, I love your you. height. <laughs> I just want you to not feel bad about being short. I mean, if, I'm a short man. I was going to say, if Mark was his dad, I don't think he would have had height issues. I'd have no. those two. No. <laughs> uh, I would have had him so juiced up on human growth hormone. <laughs> He'd be a tall man. He'd be a tall man. You're so tall. Your He'd dad never have you? to experience the soft bigotry of the tall. <laughs> Look at you. You're pushing 5'10. You're so tall. Oh, so daddy's little. so proud of you. <laughs> 
Oh, big and tall story, you say. <laughs> yep. So he interviews with Marvin Glass, makes good on his vow, hired oh. the same day. Oh, man. Says, hey, you're in. First same day hiring. That's yep. good. Yep. Crazy. So two years after landing the job, uh, Breslow is awarded a partnership at MGA, becoming the youngest of the 10 partners at the company. Mm. Soon to be the poorest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Spends the next seven years directly being mentored by Marvin Glass. Oh, man. What a mentor. <laughs> what a crazy, crazy <laughs> mentorship that must be. Yeah. I mean, you figure Marvin Glass is running women out of the office. Yeah. He's dealing with, like, locked security gates. He, like, double-walled his office, right? Like, yeah. He built his office in the middle of the And no uh, one could take stuff office. home. It was yeah, like, you had to lock all your prototypes away in a, in a cabinet. Man, what a crazy mentor. Yeah, I and mean, he like stuck around though. That's weirdly, like working for NASA in the sixties. <laughs> like, <I know>, super <laughs> secret. Uh, well, weirdly, if you're gonna fake a moon landing, like you gotta keep that. You under gotta get it under with Marvin Glass. <laughs> you give it to Marvin Glass. He'll get you. Listen, you just supply the belly dancers, and he's gonna do the rest of the he's work. Gonna, he'll make you a fake yeah. moon. <laughs> so he spends the next seven years being mentored. Weirdly enough, doesn't change his disposition. Oh, is this guy like happy-go-lucky, like a good human? Yeah, being? he seems like yeah. a really well-adjusted dude. Like mm. some of the information I found out about reading his bio, he's got some beliefs about stuff, but we'll, we'll go into that a little later on. We'll go, but Can't you know, wait. They're, not, they're not like, you know, malignant beliefs as well. Oh, I'll so say. he actually believes the moon landing was faked then. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have to reach out to Mr. Breslow about that. Is I he still alive? Off. Still alive. Oh, not now dead. I got to watch what I say. Not yeah. dead yet. Yep. He <laughs> could come sue us for libel. <laughs> come and knock on your door. So right? we're going to email him this podcast then, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I've already tagged him. Don't worry. I sent it to his art website. Oh, good. Yeah, so watch what you say, please. He's so litigious. <laughs> That's I don't know. If he was in college <laughs> in the 60s. Yeah. 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 Also, good luck, man. I don't, right, you can have so, all the money this podcast makes. <laughs> fast forward seven years. Marvin Glass untimely dies. Yep. He has a stroke, death. right? Had a stroke. End up dying at home, hmm. surrounded by taller people. Are you people. pleased with how much I listen to what you say? I'm shocked that you guys remember as much as you it do. It was a fascinating story. I liked it. And yeah. it was well told. Normally I don't. Normally I don't listen to anything you say. <laughs> That's the smartest idea, though. I agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we're all on the same page there. Marvin Glass's untimely death occurs in 1974. Breslow, then aged 34. Oh, so he's a young In 74, he was 34. In 74, he was 34. Okay was giving a manager managing partner position and then became responsible for guiding Marvin Glass Associates through some particularly rough waters, we'll say. So mm. he took over the company, or not took over the company, but he was high yeah, up in so the company. Yeah, so there was the CEO, and then he was like one of the man managing partners. He was upper management. Mm. Yeah, he was definitely upper management. Always a well-run company. Young, <laughs> young gentleman. Upper management. Uh, if there's one thing I know about companies, it's the more upper management you have, the better, the better your, company. your company runs for sure. Right. Yeah. Well, it's good you to have the spares because uh, not too long after Marvin Glass died, there was a triple homicide-suicide that happened inside the office. <laughs> what? <laughs> At the office? At the office. Oh, man. Like in the vault? <laughs> Triple homicide, triple suicide. homicide, suicide. That's yeah, crazy, crazy. It's it was a, a game company. Yeah, I know. And the game was hide and seek. <laughs> Some of them won. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Three of so, them lost. And yeah, everyone else won. Yeah. So basically, what happened was a there was a paranoid game designer, uh, <laughs> more paranoid who, than Marvin Glass, <laughs> more paranoid than Marvin Glass. Who'd have thought working under those conditions would be? <laughs> Not great oh, for him. man. That's crazy. Goes to work, shoots and kills the CEO and two other uh, employees of the company, and then turns the gun on himself, kills himself. That's Huge crazy. blow to the company. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. It's very, very sad. End of story. End of story. <laughs> Everybody go home. <laughs> and that's our episode. And that's the episode. All right. So after that, uh, 1988 
MGA closes its doors for good. Oh, no. Time to move on. This guy drove it into the ground? Actually, I'm not 100% sure on the timeline of the shooting. It wasn't too long after Marvin Glass died. There was like so we're probably talking in the 70s Mm. still. So they kind of lingered on for like until 1988. The top three managing partners said, all right, well, we're going to shutter MGA and we're going to start the new hotness. Okay. Called BMT. BMT. BMT, which stood for... Big Mountain Trauma. Breslow, Morrison, and Terzian. Oh, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> no. Those are three humans' names, I'm assuming. Yeah. The same year that they basically... What was this guy's name? There Breslow? was Breslow, Morrison, and Terzian. Well, who's yeah. the star of our oh, show? Oh, the star of our show is Jeffrey Breslow. So he's the mm-hmm. Breslow. He's yeah, the not e. Jim Morrison. He's not Jim Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> Different story. I don't know. I haven't found a connection to board games yet. Yes. <laughs> With the doors? <laughs> He basically starts this new company called BMT. Uh, later on, they would change the name to Big Monster Toys. Kind I of feel a, like I've actually heard of that. Yeah, yeah that's probably familiar. You probably have. I was reading in The Guardian, and they said like toys. an absurd amount of British homes have at least one product by BMT in it. Well, I did not grow up in a British home. No? No. <laughs> Shockingly. <laughs> didn't have no spot of tea. <laughs> I did actually own the British version of Monopoly, though, weirdly enough. What, what's what? the difference? Yeah, what is the difference? Uh, it's just all like British ta- places on oh. the board. Oh, like Downton Abbey. Lincolnshire. Yeah, like, you could buy <laughs> York and stuff. Like Birmingham. That. Birmingham. <laughs> well, I've expired all of my British That's knowledge. It. And That's Lancaster. It. And Lancaster, <laughs> England. So after they start this new company the same year, all three managers are inducted into the Toy Hall of Fame. Oh, oh wow. That's a thing that... Along with the his, their mentor, Marvin Glass. Somebody so, didn't know him very well. You know. <laughs> Who started this Hall of Fame? Was you can it? be a terrible person and make it, apparently make it into the Hall of Fame. Well, I mean, look at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That makes sense. They're all terrible people. All terrible people. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so 1988 rolls around. Gentlemen, I'm going to paint you a picture. Oh, gosh. Yes, please. That'll make for great radio. <laughs> I got it. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. All right, it's very good. I, you got to take it literal to get the joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all about literally painting a taking picture. it literally. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. This podcast is so dumb. This is the dumbest. I'm over here dropping hot fire. <laughs> okay. We're no. just belittling everything. Yeah, remember how you started the you'll, show? You'll, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the same year he founds BMT, 1988. 88. He is sitting in the middle of a gaudy office. <laughs> I like that his office is gaudy. Well, he's painting us a picture. That's right? fair. Breslow is sitting in the middle of a gaudy office. He's there for a business meeting with a very important person. VIP. He knows the other man's reputation and doesn't waste any time pitching him a game. Let's guess who it was. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Um, what year is this, 1988? 1988. I think that it is Mr. Peanut. I say Michael J. Fox. Neither. <laughs> Bummer. Neither. Yeah, both fictional. I, yeah, so. hard to believe. <laughs> Neither. Do we like Mr. Peanut or Baby Peanut more? What's Baby Peanut? Have you not seen Baby Peanut? Mr. Peanut not. has a top hat and a monocle. Well, he you dies. Can't beat that. He dies, and then they grow a new Baby Peanut who also has a top hat. I don't like babies, though. So that's. But I like really... Baby Peanuts because he's real cute. No. I like puppies. Does that have anything to do with the story? <laughs> Yeah, sure. It's got everything to do with I'm part of it. (laughs) I'm involved. I'm involved. He quickly sets up the board game he's trying to sell. No, who is this? Oh, you're going to find out. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Jumped ahead. Yeah, relax. I'm painting the picture. Not Michael J. Fox. I know that much. It's not Michael J. Fox. He said, uh, so he sets up the board. And he starts to explain the rules. Oh, he I've invites the other man to a friendly competition. Oh, is and it he, death? Yes, it's death. <laughs> Does he play 49 with death? <laughs> is it 49? Because I'll crush him at it. The goal, he explains, is to get rich very, very quickly. As he starts to explain the prototype, the other man cuts him off and says, I like it. What's next? Is it Donald Trump? <laughs> 
Donald J. Oh, it is? What? (laughs) Zing. (laughs) Is this the Trump board game? It is the Trump board game. That is the topic of our talking tonight. The Trump board game? We're talking about the Donald Trump colon the game. The game's huge. Huge. It's going to be the biggest. the biggest. It's got the best words. What's the (laughs) Donald Trump board game? I've seen. I've seen pictures. Yeah, yeah, the the cover. cover. But I've yes. certainly never played it. We we could probably find a cheap used copy and review. It. You would think, but apparently it's very hard. It's become quite the collector's, oh, ad- collector's oh, really? item. You here know lately. what? That makes sense. I could yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, going forward, now that we know the topic of our subject, I will say that this is not a political podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're not commenting on Donald J. Trump as a president, one way or the other. But we are going to yeah. talk about a person, him. maybe. But we are talking about him as a person and as a marketer for Trump colon the board game. I can guarantee a ton of very poor imitations of. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, some you've already heard, yeah. and more will come. Yeah, what's it called? Is this called the Donald Trump yeah, board game? Trump, Trump, the board game. As he's sitting there in Trump Tower, looking across the desk from Donald J. Trump. You know, the gaudy office makes a lot more sense now. Gaudy office. He's. It like, was in Trump's office. He was in Trump Tower selling this game to Donald. Oh J. Trump. Oh my gosh! It's seventy-two dollars on Amazon. What? Yep. I like it. Says next to it, discontinued by manufacturer. <laughs> <laughs> For reasons you will soon find out. He's completely shocked that it would take so little to sell this board game to Donald J. Trump. Go ahead. It's got a 4.4 on BGG. Yeah, I've got some real <laughs> adjectives that I was going to be reading. <laughs> so uh, the rest of the negotiations went fairly quickly, and the two businessmen went their separate ways. Breslow began to pitch the game to different toy and game companies and eventually received offers from four different companies. Would you like, gentlemen like to guess who eventually bought Trump colon the board game. Is that a famous board game company? It's a famous board game company. <clears throat> uh, Warner Park, Brothers? Parker Brothers. Parker Brothers? Parker well, Brothers took a pass on it. Parker oh. Brothers makes more sense than Warner Brothers for buying a board game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. I too. agree. Um, Hasbro. Hasbro? Close. Uh, uh, in a couple years, this, <laughs> in several years, this company would be bought by Hasbro. Uh, so most of the board yeah, games. Yeah, this is like, yeah. yeah. Hasbro owns half of that now. <clears throat> also well known for another economic board game. Monopoly. Parker Brothers? Nope. Uh, the people that make Settlers of Catan? Milton Bradley. Yeah. Milton Bradley. Oh, Milton Bradley doesn't make part- Settlers of Catan, though. No, but they do make, uh, I do believe they were the ones who made, was it Parker Brothers? I have to do my research. <laughs> of Monopoly? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? There's anyway. a game I'm not going to play. <laughs> so, Unless it's a British version. So mm. Trump reviews the offers that were set before him <clears throat> before settling on Milton Bradley, which he called, quote, the Rolls Royce of game companies. Really? Yep. <laughs> I don't think that's what I would refer to Milton I mean, Bradley maybe in 88. Yeah. Yes. I mean, possible. Breslow secured the deal and set up another meeting with Trump to come to terms with the way that Milton Brad- the Milton Bradley loot would be split up. Oh. Trump wanted all of the money. N- 99-1. <laughs> Breslow uh, suggested they shared the money equally before uh, Trump interrupted and said, I don't do 50-50. Great. That makes sense. Yeah. This is all very Trumpy. Perfect. He pointed, uh, this is a direct quote from Breslow, quote, he pointed to his chest and said 60, and at me he said 40. And I said, quote, okay, we got a deal. (laughs) Sure. That is the art of the deal right there. Yeah. Yeah. You just point at yourself. On display. On display. Uh, Breslow figured it was a good deal. Quote, the game wasn't sellable without Donald Trump. He could have squeezed me for even 80-20. He knew he was in the driver's seat. Oh. Oh, so he could have gotten more. Never mind. I take it back. That was a bad deal. So other guy, Breslin, art of the deal. Art of the deal. Yeah. Maybe Breslin went into that meeting having read art of the deal. Yeah. I don't know when that book came out. It was the same. It was around the same time. Oh, was it? Yeah. These two two ideas are linked because- 
I guess Breslin was familiar with the art of the deal and then said, oh, let's do a Trump game incorporating ideals from art of the deal into the board game. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I'm dying to play this game now. I'm curious. I don't know if I'm curious enough to I'm not seventy dollars curious. No, I'm like fifteen dollars curious. I'm yeah. trade for a game I'm not ever gonna play on BGG to somebody <laughs> that has it. <laughs> I love it. So the only request was that Breslow help promote the game, including going to the International Toy Fair well, in New York City. Why wouldn't he? He's getting forty percent of the profit. Yeah, I too would true. promote a thing if I got a bunch of the money from yep. it. That's got to be somewhere in Art of the Deal. I promote this podcast. I don't get any money from it. <laughs> I just promote things. I lose money shilling this podcast. <laughs> I lose money on this podcast. <laughs> so um, Art of the Deal. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, hey, uh, all right, well, well, let's do this. I just need you to come to the International Toy Fair, do a premiere there, and then also maybe do like some publicity at where the, was this factory that you were making it at where's uh, the toy fair yeah toy fair new york city nice it's like right down the street from swanky i'm sure if i know one thing about new york city it's very easy to get from point a to point b with no issues that is true so quickly (laughs) i've been i've been to comic-con in new york city have been in new york city a bunch of times i've never gotten lost streets are numbered like you just it's a grid like i don't understand you'll know you've gone the one way wrong way after one block yeah Yeah. and i've many a time turned the wrong way and then one block later i go i went the wrong way and i turn around (laughs) i'm glad i've never driven in new york city oh i don't want to oh i've never driven there i said walked no i don't want to yeah those people who drive in new york city you drive to new jersey and then you take the train Mm -hmm. 100 percent of the time yep that's the way you do it the trump marketing machine kicks into life like Uh at this moment he's like all right it's got my name on it. I'm going to market it. Okay. What am I without my name? Uh, You're making a lot of hand signals. When <laughs> you're on the, radio. the Crucible. This is the Crucible. I was doing the Arthur Miller's Crucible right there. Oh. I don't know. Do you, are you familiar with that, nope. Dave? Nope. Nor I. Yep. Who's Continue, the, Mark. Who's the idiots now? The, sh- uh, <laughs> the short guy is making references way above our heads. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, weird arms. I got the reach. I got the reach to do it. So um, he is goes it? to the International Toy Fair, does a quick little spot there. He filmed a TV spot about the game, which okay. I'm including in this week's Feet Notes. Oh, um, you can still exist on the YouTube? It still exists. It's I want to see. It's it. very funny. I'm definitely going to need to watch this. Who does the spot? Donald Trump himself is in the spot. All right. Yeah. I can't wait to see this. It's very, it's very <laughs> good. I'll, I'll play it for you after the show. All right. Like I said, check the show notes. There's going to be some really interesting stuff in there this time around. Films the spot, and uh, when he comes time to fly to the Massachusetts factory where the game is being produced, he even does that like without complaint. Shows up, signs autographs, hangs out with the workers, uh, even tells one of them, quote, if you don't do well at this game, you should stay on your nine to five. Is this Trump wow. saying that? This is Trump saying this to a worker. What a wow. <laughs> what a terrible thing to say to a, a low paid worker. Yeah. Low paid. Who's making your game? Who's making tons of money for you? You guys seem very surprised that Donald Trump would be hateful to. The problem is I'm not. I feel like he. Uh, no, I don't want to say any opinions, but I don't know. I'm thinking of him as a different person, not what I'm seeing on TV and all that. Right. I, I kind of think of him as a different person back then. So Maybe. let me say a side note about this. Mm-hmm. So I actually read a Reddit thread uh, last year that asked people who have actually met Donald Trump that worked for him and, and like his various golf clubs and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, what are your interactions with him actually like? Across the board, polite to people in yeah, person. I heard he's always nice to yeah. people. Yeah. It's just weird. It's just a weird thing to say to somebody. Yeah. yeah. And I'm but sure it's like all conscious. I'm sure at this point, it's probably all consciously image-based. I'm sure it was also like in jest, but it just doesn't sound good. Yeah. <laughs> it just reads totally differently like in hindsight. Yeah. Looking back like, oh, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said that to me. I'd slap him right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> to continue like the marketing hype and the ultimate rich guy move, just total power move, Casino owner and World Series of Poker champion Bob Stupak bet Trump a million dollars that he could literally beat Trump at his own game. Oh, wow. A million dollar bet. A million dollar bet. It took a second. We've never even gone as far as a one dollar bet on our games. Did they play? uh, Please tell me this game got played between the two. 
Trump demurred. He said, oh, no, he said no. I'm, I'm okay. I don't want, listen. He's like, even even when you're good as me, like you can still lose sometimes. I if, feel like Donald Trump is not much of a board gamer. But yeah. But also <laughs> like, to put him in a category. during marketing, he did say he played Monopoly his entire life. But that's also like <laughs> sure. that's like a rich guy move. Like yeah. you don't yeah. wager millions of dollars. That's how you stay rich. It's yeah. like keeping as much money as you can get. Right. So Trump says, Hey, no, nah, I'm good, man. I'm not gonna play you. I also money. wouldn't play that guy for a million dollars. So don't have a million. He's dollars. also a professional poker player, so he's probably like gonna have a strategy. And Imagine stuff. the art of the deal he has. <laughs> yeah. So after Stupek was uh, denied, he took out two full page ads: one in the New York Post, <laughs> and the other it. in the Press of Atlantic City, challenging Trump to a board game fight again. What really? <laughs> he's obsessed with yeah, it. Yeah. What he's an obsessed. odd thing. I mean, it's perfect publicity for both guys. Probably. Yeah, and for people who literally make their money based upon how famous their names are, that yeah. actually does make sense to do yeah. anything for publicity. Yeah. That's a just advertising budget for them. Yeah, I guarantee Trump didn't hate that. Like, no, no. no. You're selling my game. Yeah. Yeah, he, he was probably way into it. Yeah. And like I said, the fact that, I mean, you figure how big Trump was in Atlantic City at that moment. Mm-hmm. Like he had like several different casinos down there. And he was like, he had his mitts all over that whole boardwalk. <laughs> his tiny little baby mitts. <laughs> Sorry, I said I wasn't going to editorialize. I mean, you just talked about hand size. Uh, it's just hand size. It's fact. We um, talk about your sausage fingers all the time. That's true. I got small hands. I got Trump-sized hands. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with having Trump-sized hands. You guys should have, You should challenge him. Go on Twitter tonight and challenge him to thumb wrestling. I'll just at, at him on Twitter and be like, Donald, I challenge you to a handoff where we just put our hands together and we just see who's as big. Whoever has the biggest hand, $1 million. Yeah. I don't have it. but Don't know. tell him that part. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I can't lose a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. After the full page ads were taken out trump again totally ignored his request yeah stubak was left to you know cower lick his wounds at having been so publicly dragged by donald j trump so sad for him yeah yep. what a bummer yep <laughs> so uh, after a while the hype around the game gets to this fevered pitch you're starting to see it advertised like in puff pieces in like the la times the washington oh, post all these people are talking about this new board game that trump's like this you is know, crazy because Board games like now don't get sold like that. No. Yeah, like, it's I so can't weird. imagine back then. Like that's a crazy thing. Like just a weird charismatic personality being like, buy this board, buy game. my game, <laughs> buy my board game. It's the best board game of ever board games ever. <laughs> so um, it's the bigliest components. <laughs> it's got the- It'll delegitimize your friends. <laughs> 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 what you gonna do uh, is you gonna take your three kafifi piece just, just crush your friends under your heel <laughs> show them the art of your deal <laughs> you know what it true. rhymed I like that one yeah, I like he should it. use that slogan oh my gosh hire me <laughs> hire Dan alright so <laughs> what kind of split you want is it 60-40 <laughs> I'll take 60-40 <laughs> when you start offering me big money look how fast my opinions go away <laughs> I love it. I, I have like, no morals. I don't have beliefs. I have ideas. <laughs> I have ideas and beliefs, they're swayed by yeah, money. Beliefs are things someone holds on to. Ideas are easily changeable. Yeah. I change ideas all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You're the proper uh, Hamilton. I can change all kinds of ideas. As the hype around the game gets this fevered pitch, Milton Bradley says, holy cow, we got a real hit on our hands. They prepare the factories to start pumping out up to 2 million copies of Trump, the board game. Dang, they're thinking this is going to be gangbuster. They're mm-hmm. just like, yeah, it's going to be great. Can't wait. It's going I can't to wait. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. <laughs> Nobody sells board games like me. Turn all of your factories into Trump factories. <laughs> Not a lot of people know this. There's quite so many dice in the factory. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, so the game is unveiled at Trump Tower, of course. 
and Trump, in a like final push to get everybody on board for this game, gathers a gaggle of reporters and uh, the major executives from Milton Bradley. <laughs> Is that Bradley. the proper term? A gaggle, a gaggle of reporters? Yeah, it's like a concordia of cats. You have mm-hmm. a gaggle of that reporters. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you that I a gaggle includes reporters as well as geese, geese. as well as teenage girls in a mall. <laughs> those yeah, are the those three are, proper have, usages of gaggle. Listen, if you've if ever seen a group of together. newsmen, <laughs> that's all they do is gaggle. <laughs> gaggle, gaggle, yeah, gaggle, 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 gaggle. Yeah, comments are comment. <laughs> <laughs> so he uh, takes them. He even gathers like the major executives from Milton Bradley. Oh and man, forces them to come down to Trump Tower. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he takes all the whole group to the uh, Trump Tower Pink Atrium, which. Oh. I've never seen pictures. I uh, I assume it's purple. Sound it yeah. sounds yeah. real fancy. It's funny. I read it and then I was like, all I could picture was like Himalayan pink sea salt lamps <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, I just see that. My I immediately pictured pink flamingos everywhere, like a Florida yard. These will make you feel better. Also, you can lick them. <laughs> <laughs> they're quite tasty. They're they're so the tastiest pink Himalayan salt in the country. <laughs> all right. So he brings them in front of this huge ten foot tall display of Trump the board game tosses a pair of gold-plated dice as he <laughs> like as he tells them about this great game that he's going to release. What a like, crazy life to lead. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gold-plated dice. I don't hate it. I mean, I, I hate I it. I am that I, eccentric, I have... but minus <laughs> minus you the still, pesky money. Yeah, you're really like living that life, but you just don't have that money. Yeah, I just, they're not gold-plated dice. They're spray-painted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We talked about how before you're like, you're just like one lotto away a win from Willy Wonka. Yeah, oh, yeah basically. Yeah, sure. Right now I'm going to start calling you Billy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> it's me, Stephen Wonka. <laughs> Yeah, Dave Wonka is weird. <laughs> yeah, Dave, Dave Wonka. Oh, man, that is a... Mm, I hate it. You see that on an Amber yeah. Alert. <laughs> <laughs> so as he is tossing these dice, he's like, he's feeling the energy in the room, feeling the crowd. Uh-oh. And he says, completely off the cuff, that he's donating all of the proceeds that he's getting for the Trump the board game to charity. Oh, no. Does this also Question. include what's-his-name's 40%? <laughs> no, this does not include okay, Breslow. Yes. That's nice of him not yeah. to give so away this his is money. Donald Trump saying he's going to take 60% of, of what it makes. Of whatever he gets from it. All 60% of the cut he is giving away to charity on the spot. I have a question. Yes. <laughs> and it might be a spoiler. Is it his own charity? Yeah. Oh. To be determined. Oh, excellent work, Dave. <laughs> Buckle up, Dave. Excellent work. <laughs> So Real when sleuth. you know when the reporters ask him oh, what charities he's like oh you know AIDS charity and cerebral palsy and MS and homelessness all right those are all right. good things okay I those mean those are also very all... in vogue for the 1980s yeah sure, sure. those yeah. are not charities those are causes those are causes yeah. but but still I agree that those are good things to give money to yeah yeah you should donate money to those things for sure absolutely uh, the Milton Bradley executives were shocked they did not like that did not know that he was planning on doing any of this well if it, if it was his cut of the money who cares. Would it yeah. matter? Well, you figure they could probably market around that. Oh, oh. so they were excited because of the marketing. They well, just I think they just wish they had known in advance. Yeah, gotcha, they wish gotcha. they could have been saying that the whole time. Yeah, that makes yeah, a lot of sense. 60% of the proceeds are going to go to... To charity. Like, quote unquote charity. Buy the game. Like, yeah. if you do it, like, hey, all this money is going to go to charity. I am inclined to spend more money. I will buy Newman's own whatever yeah, because dressing. I know 100% of the profits go to charity. Yeah, yeah. and I like that. And yeah. I like that. Also, good dressing. Also good dressing. We had uh, enough of your story, Mark. Talk about this dressing. <laughs> Let's yes. talk we about had, Newman's. We had they tomato, have good ranch. <laughs> we had tomato sauce, Newman's Ooh. own. Oh, yeah. Delicious. I've I mean, uh, yeah, pasta sauce, whatever. It was delicious. I like that. I like 100% that. of the profits went to charity. Mm-hmm. 
I'm a philanderer. No. (laughs) Philanthropist. Philanthropist. A philanderer. You don't know what I am. Much different thing. Yeah. I can be both. (laughs) (laughs) A philandering philanthropist. (laughs) All like I said, none of the execs knew that Donald Trump was going to do this. At no point during the year that they'd been developing the game did he mention that he was going to donate any of this to charity. Would have probably enjoyed having that information. Yeah. Yeah. So the game hit shelves in May 1989, and then it stayed there. Oh, no. Oh. No one bought it? No no one bought it. That's so. terrible. All those people in 1989 didn't care for charities. Yeah. what? It's just people. I mean, the 80s were different, man. <laughs> I Greek, guess. Greek I was good. Th- I was three, so it certainly wasn't <laughs> me boycotting this game. What year was it? Uh, 1989. I was nine. But again, how much money does a nine-year-old have? Yeah. Uh, or care more about than charity. A, more than a three-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> or, or care <laughs> about charity. Let's so. play a fun game called Guess the Price of the Trump Board Game in 1989. Oh. oh in 1989. These are $1989. Man, I can't even. Let me. I want to say it's probably like $35. I'm going to say $25. $25. The answer is Twenty-four ninety-nine. Oh, Dan, Daniel, you were nine. Yeah, nine. You, you remember what things cost? Basically, an adult. Yeah, I was working <laughs> in the coal mine. <laughs> I didn't even understand yeah, what money was. Those, you know, Reagan coal mines. <laughs> <laughs> working in the Reagan coal mines, uh-huh. getting the black lung. Uh, yep, bootstrapping it. Bootstrap, saving up for my Trump board game. <laughs> <laughs> so during the first eighteen months of sales, the game moved very slowly. Mm. According to Trump himself, the game sold about eight hundred thousand copies. Far fewer than the two million copies Bill and Bradley planned to move. Is, Still, eight hundred thousand copies. That's a lot is a of lot. copies. I feel yeah. like that's okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could not make and then sell eight hundred thousand of any. No <laughs> units of blood over your life over my lifetime. Ooh, you could I don't try. think so. No, I think you. No, I think I'd die. I think you just. <laughs> I mean, don't mean all at once. <laughs> <laughs> I do mean all at once. <laughs> Get it. Keep trying. Keep going. I'm ready, Daddy. I'm a quitter. <laughs> I've been eating and drinking juice all day. <laughs> juice and cookies all day. I'm prepared. <laughs> that's too funny. So uh, a lot of people were super curious as to why the, the game would fail as badly as it did. Yeah. Um, was it a bad game? Do we know? Be, to be determined. Oh, We're on <laughs> I know how if everything you had, ends. If you had yeah. to rank this game, uh, you can't use seven. <laughs> One out of ten, bars of gold. How bars many of gold. George Bushes would you give <laughs> the Donald Trump game? <laughs> Trump said the game was way too complicated as it had contained a 12-page rule book. That's not much now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, on a lot of games I play, that's not a lot. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm kind of excited to see just a 12-page rule book. <laughs> uh, Milton Bradley President George Dito Masi said the public wasn't aware that the game's proceeds were going to charity. They probably would have sold a little better if everyone had known. Could have sold 850, though. <laughs> yep. No, 800,000 and 50. <laughs> uh, rival Parker Brothers Senior VP of Research and Development, Phil Orbanes, said the themes of high-level finance were too intimidating for people. So he's like, eh, the game's I played odd. brass. <laughs> I was going to say, I certainly, I have a business degree, and I also don't like high-level finance. Yeah, so. I played brass. I liked it, but man, what a doozy. Yeah. yeah. It was very hard. Yeah. The other analysts who were studying the game at the time uh, theorized the public had grown tired of Donald J. Trump. Boy, mm. were they wrong about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. He gets to become president. Yeah. <laughs> Fast forward 20 years. He so. switches parties and then becomes a Republican president. Weird, because he was a Democrat back yep, in that time. Weird. Yep. So, in 1991, uh, after the game had been out for a little bit, Trump was declared winner of a lawsuit filed by a Manhattan attorney named Stuart Ross. Uh, Ross's lawsuit declared that he was owed a commission from the board game 
and that he'd been promised 25% royalties as an agent to make arrangements with the board game company. 25% royalties? Yeah, he said he was owed 25% because he was the one who contacted the board game companies to sell it, which... I I wish I could make 25% of something for making, like, sending a few emails. Oh, I guess it'd be phone calls at that time, yeah. Yeah, if, like, you just knew a guy, and you'd be like, hey, I'll just take 25% of the year 60%. That's a crazy amount. He stood in his living room. He asked Alexa to make a call. Yep. I recall 1989, (laughs) and this is... (laughs) Word for word. And then Alexa Alexa goes. (laughs) And then she goes, I don't understand that. Mm -hmm. And it's just his wife from the other room saying she's not going to make the phone call. (laughs) Stupid. That's dumber than it should have been. I laughed at it, though. All right. So during the trial, Trump testified. This is a whole trial. Yeah, there's a whole trial involved. Oh, so wow. Meanwhile, this is around the same time that things are starting to really fall apart in Atlantic City. The 25% is a not insubstantial amount of money because a lot of his casinos are starting to really suffer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the trial, Trump testified that the $866,800 he made from the board game had already been deposited into the Donald J. Trump Foundation. He made like shocking $1 per board game sold? Yeah, something like that. That doesn't seem like a good profit margin. (laughs) And that's 60% of the profit. So... What? That doesn't what are the seem components good. In this yeah, game? is yep. it gold? Solid gold is dice. It gold? Yeah, it's a solid, <laughs> like gold solid dice. They all money. came with yeah. gold dice. <laughs> it's all gold dice. Yeah, <laughs> I freely admit I don't understand what markup on a board game would be. I don't but understand. Got to be more than a dollar, right? You think so, right? <laughs> are, are you looking at the components would. right now, Dan? I'm gonna try to look. He said he'd already deposited the money to the Donald J. Donald J. Trump Foundation. And offered no proof that that was the case during the money's gone. (laughs) So here's my responsibility to tell you that the Trump Foundation was recently dissolved in 2018 after New York Attorney General Barbara Underwood filed a civil suit alleging, quote, a shocking pattern of illegality when it came to foundation funds. Mm -hmm. So um, like ill begotten board game funds. I didn't know that my favorite hobby (laughs) was still in this sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, it's it's it goes. It's turtles all the way down. man. Who knew that you try to have a non-political podcast and you think what's less political than board games? (laughs) (laughs) The the component. It's like Monopoly. Okay. Yeah, really. It's, it's very like much perfectly fine. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Basically, uh, the way I was looking at it is like this is my own interpretation of events. This is probably the second huge charitable foundation made to the Trump Foundation. The first being the proceeds from the art of the deal. Oh, oh man. Yeah. So he's he had said that all those charities, all the, all of that money was going to charity too, and he formed the Trump Foundation the same year that the art of the deal was published. So. Hmm. That is one of those technically didn't lie, but yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah, so there's some correlation there. You know, again, this is not a political podcast. We're not going to get involved in any of that. I wish that we could make money from this podcast and then we could market it by saying it's all going to go to charity, but we make a charity that buys us board games for the podcast. (laughs) Like that is that is the reality of what's going on. One of us marries someone named charity. Mm, There we go. I know a charity. So we give the money to, and then she gives it back to us. I know a charity, but Glenn and my wife would both be upset if I married her. (laughs) Technically Mark's not married. Yeah, true. That's fair. I've got some conversations to have. You're going to have to fall on your sword on this one, Mark. (laughs) Yeah. You can have side-by-side recliners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, double schnapps? His and hers. Yeah, absolutely. Fast forward, 2004. Gentlemen, what happens in 2004? I am in my second year of college. Yep. So there was a number of good rap albums that came out. Okay, okay. <laughs> Elaborate. Hot. You're getting hot. <laughs> yeah, Nelly 
was uh, still kicking at that time. He Southern was grammar. Po- post band aid on the face. <laughs> pre band aid on the oh no pre band aid on the face two on four. Dave, right? what's your favorite Nelly song? Probably <laughs> is it country grammar? No, it's living in a Nelly's paradise. <laughs> that's not that's no, not anything. That's not it. <laughs> so, that's not. Sorry, Dave. According to my notes, is it here, country grammar? Because I'd probably say it's country grammar. <laughs> Good. According to my notes, it's actually Air Force Ones. I'm sorry, oh, Dave. Sorry, not Dave. even must be the money. No, <laughs> yeah. no, it's definitely Air Force. That Air Force Ones, but that. That would go along with well, this I game. See <laughs> I see you in your True. Air Force Ones. Yeah. Street stomping in I'm my I'm barefoot. <laughs> I don't like shoes. Uh, yeah, Mark, David. what's your favorite Nelly song? It's Air Force Ones. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my favorite. It's my jam. It's so good. With the St. Louis Maniacs. I yeah. didn't know that that song was about shoes until like seven months after everyone was singing it. You thought it was about the... The airplane that, that President <laughs> Donald Trump currently flies in. Full circle, baby. Yeah, full circle. Oh, man, you thought Nelly was rapping about Air Force One. I was One. very confused. And especially or some of the lines did not make sense. You thought he was rapping about the movie Air Force One with Harrison Ford. For sure. Is this on the soundtrack? <laughs> oh. Is Nelly on the track. soundtrack to Air Force One? <laughs> Why is he stomping around in an airplane? That's so confusing. Let's just consider it. Sir, please sir, be please. seated. The seatbelt side is on. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're walking to the loo, but sir, please. This is the dumbest podcast of all time. I just had, it's it's also at over two and a half hours. Is really? it really? Yeah. Dave's got oh, a lot boy. to cut out because we said some foul things. <laughs> so uh, to, answer your que- to answer my question, okay. answer what happened own. in 2004 yeah. was The Apprentice premieres. Oh. oh I would have never guessed that. Yeah, no. The I've premieres. never seen an episode. And in a naked attempt to fired. That's the apprentice. Right? No, we're talking about Mark right now. You're, you're fired. fired. <laughs> fired. That's the apprentice. That's what he does. Yeah. You're fired. Fight, you fight. You're done. That's what I know about The Apprentice. Mm. That's, yeah, you, you've summed up all that I also know about <laughs> yeah, The Apprentice. I've named it all. 2004, in a naked attempt to recapitalize on the popularity of the show, Hasbro subsidiary Parker Brothers re-releases the game with updated rules, new art, and a sterner-looking Donald Trump on the cover. Oh, <laughs> like that's going to change it? Just a sterner Donald Trump? Yep. <laughs> so the game's first tagline in 1988 was it's not whether you win or lose, it's whether you win. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like that is the dead opposite tag of our podcast. <laughs> it's, not, yeah. it's not whether you win or lose because you're going to lose. You're going to lose. <laughs> it's not whether you win or lose because you've already lost. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have fun? Because you, you lost. Have, yeah, because yeah. you lost. And it was not close. Uh, 2004's <laughs> version's new tagline makes it sound way more contemporarily Trump. Quote, it takes brains to make millions. It takes Trump to make billions. That's what not a good. Dumb it's tagline. not a good tagline. <laughs> oh, uh, Trump even uh, went back out on the old horse and did another marketing circuit to promote oh, the new game. At Trump Tower, Donald invited five audience members into an air chamber to snatch as many Trump bucks as they could in 15 seconds. What's Trump bucks? Just fake Donald Trump money yeah, from the game. You, like, what do I buy What's... with my Trump bucks? Well, what you, What's you, what you buy is if you have the most Trump What's... bucks, you score a trip to the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City. You oh, know what? Right. That'd actually be fun. It's fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, sure. I'm now behind this. Fine. Trump's Taj Mahal. Get me in that Trump Bucks booth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going back to our original hero of the story, Jeffrey Breslow, he said the second version of the game was better designed, but still didn't sell particularly well. Uh, the game itself is often listed as one of Trump's biggest business busts and is regarded as a failure. Do you have numbers on the second one selling? Selling? I don't have numbers to the second one. Did this guy get his money, Mark? This is what I need Breslow? to know. Yeah. Breslow? Breslow got paid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Breslow, That's good. You got to remember, Breslow trained at a Marvin Glass. Breslow going to get Bre- paid. <laughs> Breslow going to get that money. Breslow going to get money. I'm going to get that I'll shank a Trump. I'm going to get that money. <laughs> Can't wait to get arrested now for saying- For doing I'm gonna, an impression. I'm going to shank a Trump. <laughs> shank a Trump. And now, now the like- 
Secret Service is going to bust mean, down my door. We don't mean Donald. I don't mean... <laughs> no, but another Trump is not going to make it less of a threat to human and bodily yeah, harm. That's that, true. That was, <laughs> that's true. That was an impersonation of another human being yeah, yeah, making that's, a joke. That's, that's your parody of Jeffrey Breslow. Yeah. To be clear, not, threatening not to shank Daniel a Daniel Mann not... claiming that I will shank anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I guess we could do it remote from prison yeah. for the next twenty years. <laughs> yeah. Do you think they allow you to have unlimited Zoom minutes in prison? <laughs> Basically, reception of the game had been fairly negative. Uh, some quick googling found articles Go- calling googling. the game. <laughs> I did some quick googling. I found uh, adjectives like dumb monopoly and ex- exciting as a gold-plated toilet. <laughs> That just seems cold and lifeless. I Listen, I hate Monopoly, so if you're giving me a dumb Monopoly, I might actually like it. Um, I also saw an article that talked a little bit about, seriously, about what it kind of says about Trump's, like, worldview. Again, I'm not sure how accurate this would be because Trump had very little to do with the game. But it says it it reflects Luck's very real role in wealth accumulation. So it helps if you're lucky. Well, so Monopoly. Be born to the rich family. That is how you Yep. That is how you get lucky. I can tell you how to be poor if you're curious about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm real good at that. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, pretty much mastered that. Is that how the board Trump board game starts? Like everyone randomly gets a character and some of you are poor people and then like one of you starts with all of the money and land. Some of you work in <laughs> like a coal that's... mine. Some of you work in a coal mine and then the other people just win. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Jeffy Breslow would stay at Big Monster Toys until 2000, 2008. When he left the company to pursue his first full love, full time, which was sculpture, he's now a working Whoa. artist. Really? Yeah. You gotta figure he's a design uh, industrial designer. So we should try to buy something of uh, his. I've, I've seen the website; it looks very pricey. Oh well, yeah. never mind. Never mind. <laughs> so we yeah, should he, try to take some pictures of yeah. some of his stuff. What if I offer to give him forty percent of the money and keep sixty percent of the money? <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. There you go. You just got to go in there and strong arm. <laughs> Challenge him. You'll pay full price for the piece if he can beat you at Trump the board board game. game. (laughs) He's still working on sculpture today, still being an artist. When asked about who he was going to vote for in the 2016 election, he said definitively it wasn't Hillary Clinton, but he hadn't decided if he was going to vote for a third party. He said his experiences with Trump were pretty good on the whole, but he just wasn't sure if he was the right man for the job. Trump politics aside, Trump seems to be polite not polite but like kind to people he interacts with yeah. that aren't other politicians <laughs> it's or very anyone he talks about on twitter you yeah. don't you when your whole thing is marketing yourself mm-hmm. like there has to be a charismatic streak to you in some way yeah and, well, it's, and i'm wondering like how weird how weirdly different his personal life is from this like persona yeah that. Well, it's funny because I, I forget someone was talking about some CEO not being a nice CEO. And I was like, yeah, but you don't run a multi-billion dollar corporations by being a nice guy. Like that is just not how it works in mm. this atmosphere. Yeah. Unfortunately, Unf- unfortunately, unfortunately, you cannot be nice and rob that many workers of you, that much. You money. have to be kind of ruthless if yeah. you want to keep your company on top and yeah. which is super crappy. And I, I mean, don't agree even, with but. even even noted like nice business guys, quote unquote, nice business guys, Bill Gates and yeah. Warren Buffett. Like you have to have such a insanely like competitive streak in you mm-hmm. to amass that amount of well, money. Well, it's funny because like Warren Buffett's like a pretty nice guy to everyone he meets, and mm-hmm. then he there's stories where he tries to buy a company and they like shun him in some way, and then he like outright like destroys them. Yeah, and yeah. It's like whoa, okay. Like, yeah, you, like he's a nice guy, but you still gotta kiss the ring. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not like us. We're just yeah. He could buy this podcast. No fights. Yep. Oh my god. Take <laughs> it. Take it. Please. Oh, yes. 
So when asked about Trump the board game, Breslow didn't wax poetic about the game's failures. Quote, a huge percentage of those games were never taken out of the box. It was bought as a gift item, a novelty, a curiosity. Trump got that. He had zero interest in how the game was played. Uh, for his part, Donald Trump would very soon pass go and collect the title of President of the United States. Did you write that? I did. You monster. <laughs> <laughs> Becoming what I could only assume is the only president in U.S. history to have ever marketed a board game. Yeah, pre-president. Because, like, I know there's been board games about presidents post them being president. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, that's pretty yeah. interesting. There you go. That is the story of Trump the board game. I didn't I wanna... see that coming. I didn't either. Came from an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> Came from a white envelope with a, a former envelope. employer on it. <laughs> yep. That's how, that's how I do. Listen, oh, it's just be glad it didn't have teeth marks in it. That's fair. What? Although it wouldn't affect I, my life yeah, at all. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't mm. have to touch it. Uh, so that is episode number... 32. 32 is a doozy. This is, uh, is going to be a long episode, gents. That's all right. I don't have to edit it. Episode number 32. If you have any questions, comments, anything, feel free to email us, randomdrawpodcast at gmail.com. Check out our Instagram page. Anytime we play a game, we put tons of pictures up there on the Instagram. Uh, Random draw, a board game podcast, underscores between each word. Mark runs our first Facebook page, our first fake page. So I'll let him talk about first book. <laughs> yeah, go to Facebook. I'm there all the time, waiting, lurking, hoping to make a deal with you yeah. in this crazy economic yeah. world of us. And I make a Facebook deal. And I guarantee I will, if you talk to Mark, he'll do 60% of the talking. I'll do and you 60, can do 40%. Yeah, yeah. Do 40%. I don't do 50-50. <laughs> but his 60% goes to charity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or my foundation. Or the Mark foundation. The Mark yes. foundation. So definitely head to Facebook, hit that magnifying glass, search for at random draw pod. I'm there. The whole thing. Come huh? talk. Yeah. We love you. That's it. Uh, again, if, if you subscribe to whatever podcast sub user, no, wait. App? Yeah. yeah. Let's go with that. Pod, let's go podcatcher. Whatever you <laughs> listen to us on, subscribe, because then you'll get the episode as soon as it's released. We're going to release every, win every other Wednesday, but who knows what time of the day it happens. But it does happen every other Wednesday. So if you're subscribed, just going to download instantly. That's the easiest way. Go to wherever you subscribe and give us a rating. Give us a five-star rating yeah. would be preferable. <laughs> yeah. It's to, not going to affect your life. Yeah. It doesn't affect your life, but it does not really affect our life either. But a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Just a so Just a tiny bit. We get so. happy watching numbers go up. Also, New Mexico. Is that where you're going <laughs> to go with this? Yeah. I just remembered I was supposed to do this. I'm calling you out, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. Taos. Albuquerque. Looking at all of you. We don't have a Green single download. Valley. My grandparents had a... How oh, many man. cities in New Mexico can you name? Santa Fe was the one I had. Green Valley is a retirement community. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why they're not listening. Also, we... I just I just remembered it's Arizona, not New Mexico. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I take it back, Green Valley. <laughs> right? So we don't have any listeners in Mexico. So in New Mexico. In New Mexico. Also, Mexico. if you know somebody from New Mexico, publicly shame them first. <laughs> Then, Look how that's the then you point. tell them to, to subscribe. Yeah. We just need a download. Mm -hmm. a we're, trying to, download. we're trying to hit for the union here. Yeah. All we're 50. All 50 states, including Puerto Rico. And we're, we're most of them. Yeah. But, uh, we're only like five short of all the yeah. states. Guess and what, Nebraska? You're coming up next. Yeah. <laughs> it's both the Dakotas. No Alaska No yet. Alaska. Mm -hmm. I know someone personally who's in Alaska. Right now? Right. Well, probably in about two hours. You looked at your wrist? No, yeah, I did. <laughs> I never owned a watch. I don't know why I always look at my wrist. <laughs> And now for something completely different. So my favorite thing ever is when I was like looking at gun safety classes. Yeah. Like uh, just kind of during the pandemic. <laughs> Mark said, for reasons. I got to protect myself. You know, for reasons not related to a second American Civil War or anything. But uh, I started getting ads for USCAA, which is the United States Concealed oh, yeah. Carry Association yeah. or whatever. It, was, it started to be like on every single YouTube video I was watching. Yeah. 
like I'd be trying to like watch the new you know video from Soweetie, <laughs> and it was like a three minute ad about how this guy gunned another guy down in the middle of a barber shop when and he tried like, to rob it. And it's like this could be you. Yeah, he's buy like, a gun, put it in your pants. <laughs> Let me tell you what would really happen. I'd be sitting there. I would have that big old cape thingy on the front of me that you wear at a barber shop when mm-hmm. you're getting your haircut. Another person would come with a gun, and then I would try to get my gun out of my pants while under this cape, and I would for sure get shot long before that happened. I would look like a, a ghost with uh, a real bad inner ear infection. <laughs> Just, it reminds me a little bit of uh, that scene from Tropic Thunder where Jack Black is like strung up on that pole, oh, yeah. and, he, <laughs> and he pulls a handgun out of his underpants. <laughs> That'd be Dave getting his hair cut. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't go well, is what I'm saying. But those no. ads, they're they're all right. And it's funny because I work with a lot of people that aren't super into technology. And they're like, well, when I search for something, all these ads come up. I was like, well, I can't stop that. Like, yeah, that's going to be. <laughs> that's, welcome to the internet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Just saying something to your computer now <laughs> makes ads come up. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that uh, Alexa listens to me just to hear what I'm talking about. And that's why I get Star Trek ads all the Man, time. Man, I feel <laughs> yeah. like. I feel like sometimes I think about something <laughs> and then like an ad pops up and I'm like, whoa, that's nah, probably not that. good. Right, right, right. That can't be a good I, thing. So I renamed my Alexa to computer. Mm-hmm. And so obviously I watch a lot of Star Trek and she answers the TV quite regularly when they ask a question to the computer on the episode. Yeah, I and don't know. S- and occasionally she's right. <laughs> and that blows my mind that like this was the future. This is the crazy future where you could ask computer something and I can literally ask Ask my computer the same question and get the same answer. I like that they've cut you out of the whole thing. Yeah, I don't I'm even un- need you there anymore. No, I'm unnecessary. Yeah, it's just pieces of technology communicating with <laughs> yeah, each other. My, my TV talks to my Alexa. Yeah. Guys, I'm watching a show. Could you please keep it down? <laughs> Could you keep it down, please? <laughs> Most of the time, I just find it funny, and then occasionally it'll be annoying if they're like rapid fire questioning. <laughs> 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 what is this, the lightning yeah. round? Get out of here. I had my first like extended co- interaction with one of those personal assistants. <laughs> An extended interaction? Yeah, like I normally don't ever use them because yeah. like I'm a grown person and I've got thumbs and I can, you know, tap my own calendar. I never ask it in. question. Play music. I would say number one, ask it to play music and number two, ask it to set a timer while I'm cooking because like your timer. hands will be full of stuff or covered in timer stuff. Timer I and... use a lot and um, like conversion. Like, yeah, 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 I like, do like that. I was... How many cups is 100 gallons? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Usually to it's me, like, it's oh. like how many how many cups is a uh, five hundred and twenty five yeah. grams of flour. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, listen, I'm not saying the metric system or imperial systems better. I just don't know how to convert. Yeah. Any of yeah. That. I think that I am the dumb one in this situation <laughs> yeah. because yeah, exactly. it is superior, but I don't understand. <laughs> if it. they yeah. came out tomorrow and said we're switching to metric, I'll be like, I guess I have to learn that. Like, <laughs> right, I don't cool. care either so way. Distances I'm good at, but like <laughs> yeah. also weight. Like I, I don't know, know what five hundred grams of flour. Is. I already know how many kilometers per hour I'm going just because it's on yeah. the inside. Yeah. Uh, so when I lived in Okinawa, all the speed limits were in kilometers, mm-hmm. and you know what it is? Slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Significantly slow. When you have lived in, on an island that's in kilometers, and the highest speed limit on the island is 55 kilometers an hour, oh, so and slow. then you fly to Hawaii and get on a highway in a taxi, you're terrified. <laughs> that's what I learned. <laughs> it's kind of like when I first moved here, uh, like all the speed limits in Oklahoma on the highway are like at least 75. Oh, yeah. And then like when you move to Delaware, like slower or lower, it's 55 miles an hour on the highway so for Mm -hmm. the first like three weeks i was here 
I was just like zipping past people, like, <laughs> not like noticing. Oklahoma plates, and I was like, "Why is everyone driving so slow here? It doesn't make any sense." <laughs> oh, and people do sixty-five here all the time yeah. too. I'm I just pull- blowing I past over. them. Did yeah. I tell you, I got pulled over. No, I was doing sixty and a forty-five. Oh uh, yeah, that's and a they dropped. <laughs> Whatever. There's never any cops back there, uh, <laughs> except for this one time. <laughs> I was gonna say clearly then, you're wrong, but he dropped it down to um, uh, fifty and a forty-five. So my ticket was ninety-four dollars. Oh, what a like sweetheart. That. He's like, hey, if you just take it to court, I'll help you get out of it. And I was like, or I'll just pay the $94. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not really worth my time to like, yeah, go like, to court w- over Wading it. into the American judicial, yeah, judicial system is like no fun. Yeah, no thank you. I like, I can swing $94. Also, I was going 60 and a 40. Yeah, you were t- like, the last time I got a ticket, I was going around someone who was making a left-hand turn. And I went onto the shoulder, not mind you, there's not a road there or anything. Like mm-hmm. it's a shoulder. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in a group of like five cars. I was in the middle of this group of five cars, <laughs> gotcha. all going around this guy. Yep. I'm the only one who got pulled over. My dad's in the car with me, and this cop pulls us over. And the, he walks up and does the usual, Do you know why I pulled you over? He's like, I have no idea, sir. <laughs> and he's like, You went around that car. And I go, Wait, that's not allowed. And my dad goes, I've been driving since before you were born. I've always done yeah. that. It, that is illegal, though. <laughs> yeah, that is 100% illegal. Turns out illegal. Didn't yeah, know. Yeah, Didn't yeah. know. Unless there's a breakdown lane. Like, you know, sometimes they make a lane specifically yeah, yeah. for it. But yeah. yeah, if you cross the line, it's it's illegal. God, everybody does it 100% of the did, time. Oh, I do it all the time. Yeah. He didn't ask me why. He, he just came up and said, like, I got you. You were doing 16 and 45. Got, like, you were, yeah, you were like, I mean, yeah, I was. <laughs> I was like, I tried to slow down when I saw you, but. <laughs> but it was too, <laughs> too late. late. Sorry. <laughs> In my defense, I hit my brakes when I saw a cop. It was, yes. it was yes. perfect because he was around a corner and I could cruised around the corner he was right there and i just like let off the gas i'm like that's not gonna slow me down enough no, <laughs> no, i'm not gonna slam you. on my brakes he like, gotcha yeah i was yeah. like yeah boy and i passed him and as soon as i passed him lights came on i was like there it is i've only been, <laughs> I've only been pulled over like once tw- twice i've been pulled over twice like and the first time it was like for a 174 dollar ticket in oklahoma for awesome. illegal passing kind of similar to you dave like i think i crossed on like the double yellow lines and he got he hmm. got me for that i haven't been pulled over in like 10 years and the last time I got pulled over, my tags were expired by one day. Oh. And it was on a weekend, so I couldn't even get them. So I had to go to court and show my new tags. And then the guy at court was like, well, how far over were your tags expired? It's like one day. He's like, you got a ticket for one day over? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, not anymore. And he like just canceled it. <laughs> and then he like sent a message to the cop. Like, I don't want to see any more of these like one day over coming so in So I went to court over my going around someone. Mm-hmm. I sat down with some detective guy. Yeah, that's what mine was. Like some sort of yeah. police gentleman. I don't, I don't know who he was exactly, but I sit down with him and he was like, all right, explain to me what this ticket is. And he looks at my record. I have a perfect driving record. Mm-hmm. Like I've never had a point on my license. I'm mm-hmm. a boring driver. Yeah, me too. <laughs> he looks at my driving record and he looks at what I did wrong and I explain it to him and he goes, I do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he flips open the paper and he goes, oh, and then just like said the cop's name in an annoyed t- <laughs> tone of voice. And then he goes, don't worry about it. That's it. It was gone. I didn't pay a fine. Yeah, it was so weird. I was like, yeah, it was just one day over. And I was like fully prepared to pay it because like whatever, one day over is still illegal. But I was just like, yeah, it was just one day over and it was on a weekend. So I couldn't, I didn't even know. And he's like, well, sign up for this thing. The the DMV will send you an email when it's your 30 days away or whatever. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. But I didn't know that existed. So (laughs) I was walking behind my car and I saw the tag was expired. Like, oh, crap. Not much I could do. And then like 10 minutes over later got pulled over. If I would have been ignorant, they would have never pulled me over. If I didn't know. If you, as soon as you knew, it was a problem. Mm-hmm. They knew. Yep, that's they, how it goes. Then they knew. Flip side of that, knew. my tag was six months expired, and then someone in my complex told me about it. 
because <laughs> they walked me on my car and then I went and got it replaced and paid a fine because it was so oh, expired. Yeah, like 25 bucks. Or well, something. it turns out I did the math and the fine was exactly as much as I would have paid for that time period of the expired tag. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? That's fair. Yeah, yeah you got me. I, uh, <laughs> it's all good, you know. That's weird. Uh, what's the weirdest thing you guys ever read as a kid? As a kid? Yeah. I read the entire Twilight series. Yeah, that's weird. That's I, a little weird. I was a youth leader at the time, and all of my kids nonstop kept talking about it. And finally, I was just like, what are you talking about? And so then you I read, read it, and you were so titillated. In my, de- in my defense, yeah. I got it from the library. I did not give her money. And yeah. you were, you had to read them all? No. <laughs> I, here's how this, here's how the weird thing that this story ends with. It seems like you could have just well, read Well, I got to know how the saga ends, okay? No, so this, I had to read all three books and then a bunch of fanfic. <laughs> this story gets worse. Oh, good. Okay. So, excellent. So, uh, the first movie came out, and a okay. buddy of mine and I were like, I don't know, we'll go see it. So we go see it, and let me tell you that it is two gentlemen in their early 20s, and then a sea of tween girls. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. We were very uncomfortable. You were not the target yeah. audience for that, yet you <laughs> yeah. just went in there anyway. Yep. We got there early, and we got our seats, and then as we saw the theater fill up, that's when it slowly dawned on us. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, oh, no. But like, it's a, at that point, like you're too it's deep too in. too late. You, you like, can't get up and leave mm-hmm. now. It's weird. Yeah. 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 Then it's even more attention drawn. Yeah. To you. It's weirder yeah. than us being there in the you first place. You should have jumped up and been like, this isn't jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Stormed out. Yeah. I, uh, this I, isn't I, Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> <laughs> I was at home one day and Jackie had that on, I think, just to like examine what it was all about. To annoy you. And then so I like, I had the most dad moment of all time because I sat down in my recliner <laughs> and then um, lit up your unfiltered Paul Mall singer. Yeah. 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 You and grabbed then, a bud. <laughs> I was sitting there. I was sitting there with a Miller High Life. <laughs> my my golden retriever at my feet. <laughs> and then there was this whole like extended baseball scene where like the vampires are playing baseball with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And I was. went <laughs> <laughs> and then I like stood up and I left the room. That was it. It's yeah, it, you to I didn't leave. say anything, but like, oh, I was so mad. I've never seen it, any of it. You're missing nothing. I, yeah, I yeah. can imagine. I don't. Again, I'm not the target audience for this kind of thing. <laughs> what if you had a movie full of marginally attractive people? Yeah. who literally had zero chemistry. And marginally attractive people that then look like they just are covered in geisha white makeup. Yeah, like there's a lot of white <laughs> face that goes on in that. Yeah. I didn't care at first, but now. <laughs> <laughs> but not like with the accents. Like there's no red lipstick. There's yeah. no how, rouge. How many kimonos? When, <laughs> when, when you see Kristen Stewart and you're like, all right, you're, you're on the right track, but you're just not pale enough. Yeah, you're one kimono short and not pale enough. <laughs> so Robert Pattinson is going to be Batman, right? I did. Yeah. I'm yeah, not. That's a, true. I don't think he's going to be terrible. I, well, I assume he's not going to be white powdered makeup up, which Maybe is going to be helpful. <laughs> yeah. But you don't know. I, you know what? I'm going to give him a chance because like. I don't know. Every other movie other than the Twilight movies that I've seen with Robert Pattinson in it. Like, I've never seen another movie. He's I've never uh, in seen... Harry Potter. He's in Harry Potter. He plays Cedric Diggory. Yeah, that's the only thing Ooh, that I've seen him in. Cedric Diggory. And he was a great Cedric Diggory. And I guess, by the I time you've been a wizard and he a dies. vampire. I, oh, spoiler. I haven't seen I assume movies. Batman would be fine. He gets killed at the end of it. Who is the villain? Do we know yet? I don't know. Voldemort. Oh, wouldn't it's, it be cool if it was like a crossover? Voldemort. <laughs> no one expect that. <laughs> no, wouldn't it be cool if it were like a, like a really obscure Batman villain? Like I'm not talking. Yeah, I'm done with Joker. Yeah, I heard Joker. But like, like Calendar Man. Joker. That'd be kind of <laughs> cool. Calendar Man. Or like the what's that? Uh, what's that possessed puppet? Like the ventriloquist oh, dummy. Oh, the toy maker. I don't yeah. know much about Batman lore. Oh, he's got some cool villains in the road. Yeah, not any you just mentioned. No, Calendar Man. Calendar, <laughs> Calendar Man's Man. Pretty cool. Yeah, he does 
like um, oh, it's leap year. Yeah, that's then, his power. I don't know. Yeah, he like he makes an extra day every four years. No, no, no. He Although, usually does like crimes like based on the holiday that mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Um, have you guys seen the new Harley Quinn animated show? It's on HBO. No, I haven't seen anything no. about Harley Quinn. Let ever. me tell you that a it is really good. Probably one of the best things DC's Whoa. put out in a while. And okay. b there's a lot of gore and swearing. Did you see the really? Birds of yeah, like, Prey movie? No, I have not. I didn't see it either. I keep I wanting to, it. but then I just keep thinking about all the times that DC's just. I don't care about you know, that once character. Once bitten, twice shy, man. Like I just don't care about that character. I just it, don't care. If it yeah. comes on a streaming service that I have access to, I will watch it. It was on HBO. I think it'll be out there before like too that. long. They seem to have a lot of the DC stuff. So they do. Well, sense. they have Doomsday Patrol. I'm kind of into that. Really? I watched one episode. I couldn't deal. Okay. I, would, I don't even I know would what watch that. Have you seen it, though? I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so I don't Glowing know recommendation yeah, from I the one who hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I'm kind of into it. Like I, I could see myself liking it. You know it. who the main character, like the metal guy is? Uh, no. Encino Man. What's his name? Oh. Brendan Fraser? Brendan Fraser. Whoa. Yeah. Good old monkey bones himself. terrible in the movie. So he gets, it's his first episode, he's a race car driver, and uh-huh. he wrecks his car, and they save his brain and put him in a robot guy. Yeah. Okay. So he's and, Iron Man, but without the body inside of the Iron and Man And any cool powers. He's like named Robo <laughs> Boring. Yeah. Well, the first episode's like, teach him how to walk and stuff. Like, oh, walk man. upstairs. We can so, make you faster, stronger, but we're not gonna. Yeah, so we're not gonna. It's no The Boys, huh? It is oh, not The Boys. I'm excited or about The Boys. Or Umbrella Academy. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you been watching that? So dope. Okay. It's I've, better than the first season, for I sure. I haven't started yet. I haven't started it's yet either. so good. We're only, there's 10 episodes i think we're like four or five in. okay but it's so i they, wish you used a little the more 60s. s they go back tell to me. the 60s let me hit let me hit the let me hit the waveform here it's so you know, good you know what i'm blown up by the the kid that plays five the I'm powerful one yeah. Yeah. yeah he's good that, he's so good he's 16 years old really? I still look it up. Yeah. yeah i was like this kid's so yeah, good that dude's great i saw uh, him doing a promo where he had that long hair yeah and it was off-putting it's like no yeah no, like where's it. your little schoolboy haircut <laughs> i love that everywhere he's in that little schoolboy outfit like no matter what in the season two like no matter what's happening he's in that school <laughs> outfit. Like, so weird <laughs> But so, more importantly, Battletoads comes out. <laughs> yeah, Battletoads, the game. Yeah, I'm not talking about board games yet. Well, no, I know, but like, I what didn't did know you if you think meant I was like, talking about? Uh, like the movie, uh, the Battletoads like movie, TV show type situation. Because I didn't know Battletoads was a coming. Battletoads out. TV show. I would I'd watch that. I would not Ouch. watch Battletoads TV. Step no, they like CGI live action Battletoads. If it was live action, yeah. I'd watch it. <laughs> People in foam Battletoads. <laughs> yeah, but it it needs to be <laughs> like on the level of the Ninja Turtles movies, the older ones, oh, not the yeah. Michael Bay ones, like yeah, the original. I, oh man, I want to see like vanilla ice make a cameo in a battle toast. Casey Jones that guy's still he was on uh, what, what's the NCI no not NCIS uh, special victims unit Vanilla SVU? Ice was? no the guy that plays Casey Jones oh I forget what his name is, but yeah, I don't know. the guy. Dude, I can't like. So I watched the Ninja Turtles for the first time in like a long time. Dude, those uh, prosthetics were great. Like, yeah, they, love that movie. Oh my god, it's, it's incredible. Like they had the, like the biceps on like Leonardo's arms. Yeah. Like uh, they had a vein popping out and everything. And I was like, who sculpted that vein? <laughs> Mark looks into some weird stuff. Yeah, that's not what I concerned myself with that movie. I was <laughs> no, like, I, I concern myself with April O'Neil. <laughs> oh, yeah, when I started at Walmart, I worked with a girl named April O'Neil. What? It was very strange. And did she I, have ter- turtles? Because that's kind of a missed opportunity if she didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. She actually didn't know what I was talking about. What? I'm like, yeah, that's a miss. I blame her parents. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. funny that because you brought it up, you had to seem so nerdy. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I said, wait, your name's April O'Neil, and she's like, yeah, and I was like, like it was no big deal. You mean like on the Ninja Turtles? And she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, okay. 
I guess we can't be friends. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't, oh. you know, she, she didn't last too long anyway, but like still it was super weird. But Is she, it because of that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, has a lot Mark, it. Mark quickly went on a campaign to get her fired. Did she become a news reporter <laughs> after that? No, I have no idea what happened to old April O'Neil. Oh man. She marries Leonardo. Checks <laughs> out. No. He's I'm a turtle, sorry. Mark. <laughs> Set a gentle sip. How do I still hear so much Mark nose breathing while he's drinking water? It's I don't amazing. know what to say, Dave. Seriously. I live Do you here. breathe out when you're drinking in? Yeah, it's reverse breathing. Did I tell you about my being the fattest human on earth? Let me tell you the story real quick. <laughs> okay. Go on. Great for my ego. Uh, <laughs> so we were at Amber's parents' pool on Saturday. Uh-huh. Amber made a claim about how I jumped in the pool like it wasn't graceful. And, uh, I, I assume you look like a swan, Daniel. I said, I'll do it again then. And so I went to climb out of the ladder in the deep end. And so as I'm climbing up, you know how you're climbing out on a ladder and you kind of like use your momentum to mm-hmm. like move back? Well, yeah. I put my foot on the top step. Then move back to use momentum. My foot went through the step. Oh no! And like hit the step underneath, and then I was like, "Whoa!" and like flew backwards because <laughs> I was afraid of my feet getting tangled in the ladder. Yeah. So I like pushed myself backwards, and I hit in the water, and then I like came up to the surface. And as soon as I get to the her- surface, I hear Amber laughing. Like the, <laughs> like the second I get up there, I hear her just cackling. <laughs> And so she comes swimming over to make sure I'm okay. And I'm, I'm like, it's fine. Like, no big deal. And so I go over to the um, shallow end, kind of lift myself out. And I'm looking at my ankle. And the, and the front's, like, bruised up. Like, I hit it somewhere. Mm. And then I had a cut on my toe. And I was like, okay, no no big deal. And she was, like, pushing on the bones, making sure I didn't break anything, laughing the entire time. <laughs> and um, so then I, like, turn my foot over. And there's, like, this big cut on the bottom of my foot, like, Ugh. just bleeding. I'm like, oh, well, that sucks. Sorry about your and pool. She, yeah, she's like, she's like, oh, you're bleeding. I'm like, well... Like, how bad is it? Because <laughs> it's, like, on the bottom of my foot. It's hard to see. Yeah. She's like, it's fine. You don't need stitches. So her parents come out and, like, listen, I, I'm sorry. I, like, broke your ladder. And they're like, well, the pool's 20 years old. And that fiberglass ladder has been out of the water, sun beating down on it for 20 straight years. And the, her dad's like, honestly, I thought there was, like, a metal pole running through it. <laughs> but it, <laughs> there's not. So I, like, but I've never felt fatter in my life because I, like, broke mm-hmm. something coming out of a pool. I was like, oh, <laughs> so my God. So it wasn't even your full weight because some of it just cushioned It was water. barely any of my weight (laughs) and it just like snapped like perfect i'll never forget like as soon as i surfaced i just hear her like dying laughing i was just like oh my whole bone could be sticky out right now she doesn't know she's like it looks so funny that's love right there that is true well it's we we were eating kira's so sweet we were eating afterwards and i was like oh was that funny she's like no that was very scary (laughs) you're you're a good girl (laughs) yeah at least one of you don't be like this animal (laughs) it's terrible Game over, man. Game over!